0: Tito's and Shiner, gonna be an all-nighter, and I just might find her at the burger line, dance halls and
1: Howdy, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another dating-focused kind of episode of Texish, the show about some things Texas.
0: And some things dating. We've
1: got a really fun conversation with the one and only Corey Camp, host of the Forever Athlete podcast, host of the Forever Athlete Instagram. You can
0: see him perform in The Hangover and and American (laughs) Sniper. Uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> reenacting as Chris Kyle, Corey Camp, everybody. We're gonna get to him in a second, but as always, we have your favorite segment and ours, quite frankly. You are not sponsors. Not
0: sponsors, they don't sponsor us and quite frankly never will.
1: And it kind of makes me mad because we give them a lot of exposure. <laughs> anyway, who is our first not sponsor today, Seth?
0: Our first not sponsor is Hot Topic. Hot, Hot topic. topic. Are you looking for a two tight band tee? Hot Topic. Are you a horny teenager with nowhere to put their angst? Hot Topic. Do you really wish you could just smoke outside behind the dumpster, have a little weed on your break? Hot Topic. Because everybody needs a spike belt.
1: Hot Topic. To mash their spike cuff. Hot Topic. You've been listening to a lot of Bright Eyes or Brand New or Bayside or any other emo band that starts with B.
0: Hot Topic.
1: I actually shopped there a lot in middle school.
0: Dressing emo since 1995. Hot Topic.
1: Our other not sponsor is actually like if Walmart and Hot Topic got together and had a baby of their own, Vape Shops. Vape Shops? Vape Vape Shops. shops. Are you working at Hot Topic? Vape Vape Shops. shops. Are you working at Spencer's? Vape Vape Shops. shops. Do you just want to annoy everybody around you? vape, vape shops. shops were you not loved very well as a child or an adult even vape, vape shops. shops are you growing your hair out and everyone's telling you please cut it off vape, vape
0: shops. shops are you wearing a sweatshirt in 95 degree texas summer weather vape, vape shops. shops are you
1: working at a firework stand and it's not even the fourth of july vape, vape shops.
0: shops are you in our american armed forces Vape, vape shops. shops. That's a weird one. A lot of soldiers vape. A lot of the vets. A lot of yeah, the a lot of the vets. A lot of the are, are uh, the.
1: are big on the jewel.
0: Big on sucking down <laughs> cotton candy flavored smoke.
1: <laughs> Nothing manlier than sucking down a papaya flavored juice.
0: Shout out Dean Stanfield. Vape, vape shops. shops.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, what happened one time in Texas history?
0: Once upon a time in Texas history, around the year 1836. 1836. We had the first Republic of Texas presidential election. Heyo. We all know that Abbott and Beto are fighting it out on TV, and getting I couldn't real petty. getting real <laughs> petty with each other. And I couldn't help but think this has probably happened before. <laughs> so I went all the way back to our first presidential election okay. back in 1836, when Samuel Houston won the election in a divisive victory over Henry Smith and Stephen F. Austin. Houston was inaugurated on October 2nd, 1836, replacing Interim president David G. Burnett. Interim. And you'll notice that around Austin, Texas, most of our roads are named after these very early founding fathers. Lamar, Burnett, etc. The list goes on. Crockett. (laughs) Crockett. Prior to Houston's entrance into the race, Stephen F. Austin actually thought he was going to win. Uh, it was He wanted to be the first president of yeah, Texas. He was a
1: pretty cocky dude. Too. His
0: opponent was Henry Smith, who had been governor of the provisional government and mm-hmm. was a delegate uh, to the convention that declared the independence of the Republic of Texas. Mm-hmm. But pretty much everybody was like, nah, you can't do this, bro. Nah, we like Sam Houston. <laughs> so Austin steps in, and even though he's not widely known among Texas, he had enough connections that he was pretty sure he mm. could swing the vote. Yeah. But 11 days before the election, so think about this. 11 days, and this is in a time when you don't have the internet, you don't have phones. You can't tweet. You just got to rely on your friend Bill, who heard from his friend Steve. You have to
1: rely on a lot of people riding on horses and yelling
0: things. (laughs) Houston declared his candidacy just 11 days before the election, dashing Stephen F. Austin's hopes of winning, and he won by a landslide. Houston won the election with 77% of the vote. Wow.
1: Do you think it was the battle at San Jack that... I think Swung the butt? Like, I, think it, I think it was a
0: Washington situation. Okay. Everybody in Texas recognized that Houston was just a better dude. Yeah. <laughs> that he was the type of person who was going to hand power back over. Yeah. And at the time, Austin was very power hungry. You'll notice that our capital is named after Austin. Yes. Uh, and so that's what happened, right? Uh, he won 77% of the vote. Smith actually won 13%. Wow. Uh, compared to Austin's Austin 10
1: So no one liked Austin.
0: So nobody really liked Austin. Yeah. uh Maribou B. Lamar was elected vice president by a majority of 2,699 votes. When you could vote on
1: the vice president, Because right, you might put two people in office
0: Exactly, that, don't that like you Egypt. don't like. Yeah. So I remember, I wish it was back whenever, like... Yeah, if you won, you were president, but the guy who came in second was going to be your vice president.
1: That was fun. That was a that
0: fun was time. That was always a fun time. That was a fun time for everybody. So <laughs> that, that was once upon a time really in Texas well history. Known. That was the first presidential election. Sam sounds like Houston. it
1: went just as smoothly as this one's It go.
0: sounds like it went, <laughs> went off without a hitch, which is easy whenever you live in a time when there are only two hitches in the town.
1: Exactly. Just two. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And what yeah. is our small town?
0: Our small town of the week is something that I forgot that I was doing.
1: Our small I'm town just kidding. of the week. Our is small town of the week is Marfa, Texas. Marfa. Yeah, Marfa. Hardly I hardly know her. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is a weird one. <laughs> uh, so. Obviously, we're going to be talking about politics just for a second, so I wanted to keep it a little bit light yeah. uh, and bring up Marfa, which is a city in the high desert of the Trans-Pecos in far west Texas between the Davis Mountains and Big Bend National Park. It is the county seat of Presidio County, and its population as of 2010, so super accurate, was 1,981. It was founded in the 80s as a water stop and the population increased during World War II, but growth has stalled and reversed somewhat since the 20th century. Today, Marfa is considered a tourist destination and a major center for what they call minimalist art, which is just art for people who can't make art. Attractions include Building 98, the Chinati Foundation, Artisan Shops, historical architecture, classic Texas Town Square, modern art installments, including the Prada store that was put out as an art installation, and the Marfa Lights. I love it. So that's Marfa, Texas in a nutshell, guys. It was founded uh, as a railroad stop. It was named after the Russian word for Martha. And a lot of people thought that it was based on a character from the Brothers Karazimov, but it was actually based on uh, Marfa Strogoff, a character in Jules Verne's novel *Michael Strogoff*. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's according to Steri Butcher of Texas Monthly, and he researched the uh, the Karazimov story, couldn't find any information to back it up, published the article, and uh, as it turns out, nobody cared. No. <laughs> there, there were nobody wrote anything no in like, to, wait to disagree. A no. So uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. There's a Marfa Army Airfield. Obviously, there's the Marfa lights, which I actually think is the most interesting part it's of Marfa. super cool. Having been there and around the people, I got to say, like, going out in the desert and just waiting to see if you're going to get picked up by aliens, mm-hmm. that's the most well, fun part. to this
1: day, no. from what I understand, no one knows where those lights are coming from. or what No. Like, there's speculation. There's, there's speculation. Theory, no obviously, there's the
0: airbase. It's like, is it still functional? Who yeah. knows? But it's so popular, they have official viewing platforms. Mm-hmm. So you can go out. And pretty much see the Marfa lights at any given point.
1: Yeah, in the year. In right? the year,
0: yeah. It it's not like a yearly occurrence; it's a nightly occurrence, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Like you can just go hang out with aliens pretty much whenever you want.
1: You've heard it here first. Factually, there are aliens and Marfa.
0: Marfa is also very popular with Hollywood. That's they true. produce a lot of movies out there, mm-hmm. partially because labor's cheap and there's not a lot going on. Yeah, because so you, you don't.
1: You can go non-union when you go here.
0: Right? You, your crew can be non-union yeah. depending on the production. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mostly it's just it's very empty. There's not a lot going on, so you don't have lighter sound pollution. Mm-hmm. And so you end up with, you know, High Lonesome, Giant, There Will Be Blood, No Country for Old Men, well, Marfa Girl, no, 60 Minutes, you know, no all sorts of stuff. No Country
1: for Old Men and There Will Be Blood were being filmed at the same time. Exactly. Right? That's freaking crazy. That's pretty
0: – I mean, so at one point, it's Coen crazy, Coen but brothers, it makes sense. Daniel
1: Day-Lewis, the super sk- – uh, Benicia – not – is it – who played – uh, oh not Benicio. Uh, uh, that's
0: uh, that's the other one. Uh, I know.
1: <laughs> the lightsaber is coming from, yeah, from uh, here. from <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> and then two little ones like up brr- Shout
0: what out is, SNL. What is his name? Um I'll think of it I'll think of it at some well, point. They, uh, but yeah, like yeah. Woody
1: Harrelson was in town. Ta- like yeah. all, and then Vengeance. PC we and Anderson, saw Vengeance yeah. uh, yes, while we were Vengeance in Colorado, that uh, BJ Novak made. Dude BJ Novak was in
0: BJ Novak was in Andrews, Texas.
1: That's like, come on. crazy. That's come awesome. On. So just pointing out, that's really cool.
0: There, Yeah, there's some cool stuff going on. And I just wanted to keep it a little light, you know? Yeah. Hey, y'all go to Marfa. See if you can find some aliens. Don't forget to stop at Terlingua after, yeah. which is a better town. A better but town uh, anyway. yeah, there <laughs> Check you go. Out the
1: French Grocer in Marathon, Texas. All right. So hear about our badass?
0: I was going to ask. Who's our Texas badass right. of the week?
1: So our badass is somebody I didn't know about. Okay. And, and I'll even ask, you know the answer but before you know the answer. Who did you think the first governor of Texas was?
0: Man, I would I would have said like Stephen Sam, Austin Sam, or, or like yeah. maribu Like I would have I would have said some famous someone, yeah, yeah
1: Stephen F Austin. Right. Yeah.
0: Depending on what time of day it is and how many Lone Stars I've had, I might have said like Davy Crockett. Or like when else even? You yeah, know? yeah.
1: Um, James Pickney Henderson. Well, that name just rolls right off the tongue. A I've never heard of until today.
0: James. Pinkney, 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 like, Pinkney, like, like a, a Pinkney. Pinkney, but Pinkney Henderson. Henderson. I feel like that name needs a uh, the third after it.
1: I, and like, <laughs> well, it's just crazy because it's like there's no James High School, there's no right. Pinkney yeah. High School that I'm wa- that I'm there's aware of. Places that are named after people, but yeah. here what about we are, this guy? First governor, James Pinkney Henderson was born March 31st, 1808, in North Carolina, wow. and he is apparently notable. We didn't know about him mm. for being the first governor. Uh, the state of Texas there you go uh, again born in North Carolina um, his birthplace was Woodside North Carolina and lived a pretty normal life as far as the 1800s goes Like yeah. grew up on a farm went to the University of North Carolina to study law upon his graduation he studied 18 hours a day to pass his bar exam and was, and was admitted to the North Carolina State Bar in 1829 and then he moved to Texas so shortly after becoming a lawyer, Henderson served in the North Carolina militia, ra- rising to the rank of colonel. In 1835, Colonel Henderson moved to Canton, Mississippi, where he opened a law practice. He owned slaves. That's bad. <laughs> this is one of those moments read I'm not kidding. Goes, I know. I know yeah. He opened a law practice, period. He owned slaves, period. period. Like, okay. Okay. We, we could have assumed that. Now we know that for Worst a fact. Worst
0: dating profile ever. Honestly.
1: Um, his intent owning slaves is bad. Slavery was bad. If you have any hate mail for how I said that, shoot me a text or give me a call. (laughs) His attention soon turned to Texas' struggle against Mexico. Henderson began making speeches to raise money and an army to go to the aid of the Texas cause. Henderson and several volunteers traveled to Texas hoping to participate in the fight for independence. By the time the group arrived in uh, June of 1836, many of the major events had already taken place. The Texas Declaration of Independence had already been signed on March 2nd and David G. Burnett was elected interim president of the new Republic of Texas March 10th. So, he gets there, kind of misses the fight, but still goes into politics. Sam Houston, of course, became the president of the Republic of Texas on September 5th, 1836, and appointed Henderson as the Republic's Attorney General. In December of that same year, Henderson was named by Houston to replace recently deceased Stephen F. Austin Uh as Secretary of the State for the Republic. In early 1837, Houston dec- decreed Henderson as minister from the Republic of Texas to France at the Tuileries Palace and England at the Court of St James's. During his tenure as minister, he was successful in securing the recognition of independence of the Republic of Texas and negotiated trade agreements with both France and England. So it played a pretty big part in like establishing the economy of right. the Republic of Texas. In 1840, Henderson returned to Texas and set up a private law practice in St. Augustine. He was sent to Washington, D.C. in 1844 to work in coordination with Isaac Van Zandt to secure the annexation of Texas to the United States. Although the annexation treaty was signed, it was rejected by the United States Senate, and Henderson was recalled to Texas. An annexation treaty approved the United States Senate was finally passed on December 29th in 1845. And uh, one more a couple little things. In preparation for anticipated statehood, the Texas gubernatorial election in 1845 elected Henderson as its first governor. He took office February 19, 1846. When the Mexican-American War broke out in April of that year, Henderson took a leave of absence as governor to command a Texas Volunteer Cavalry Division. He served with the rank of Major General under Zachary Taylor. He returned home to resume his duties as governor, but did not run for a second term. He later served in the United States Senate from November 9th, 1857, until his death on June 4th, 1858. Wow. So did a lot. Did a lot of stuff. Died at 50. Died at 50. Was noted for pretty much nothing other than being a lawyer fighting and owning slaves.
0: There you go. And And being the first governor of the state of Texas. And factually, those are all
1: things that he did.
0: I do want to point out, like, it's kind of badass to be like, yeah, I'm the governor, but I'm going to take a leave of absence to go fight a war. To go fight
1: in a volunteer division for a war.
0: Honestly. Part of it is like, I guess he was like,
1: well, I missed it the first time. I
0: guess, yeah. Like,
1: I got here and everyone was like, we already did it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's already done. He's like, well, I got to go do something. Uh, I got to get on the horse.
0: Got to bring honor to my family. (laughs) Just like Mulan.
1: Um, Yeah, very politically focused couple of segments there.
0: For a good reason.
1: For good reason. We are currently in our gubernatorial race as we speak.
0: And last night we listened to the... Entirety
1: of the debates. And it's... Pretty clear who the better option is, in my opinion. Yeah, at like truly after listening, having listened to the whole debate,
0: having a great you know kind of back and forth with our good friend Allison. Mm-hmm. Shout out um, Allison. And Boar then Boar. and then I I went back Boar and Boar. I did some fact checking because yeah. uh, they always go back and fact well, there was check Well, <laughs> there was a lot of fact checking to do. There was a lot of fact checking, you guys.
1: Uh, before we get into it, just really yeah. quick, debates are funny.
0: Debates, Debates are, are funny really weird. Especially the way they do them.
1: The fact that we still do them is kind of odd. And the in my way opinion. we do them is weird. Yeah. Just like there's gonna be three people or a one person and they're gonna say, You have sixty seconds to answer this question. But all the questions are almost gotcha questions or they're leading questions. Like right. none of them are just like
0: Well, and then and then there's the fact that whenever they ask a yes or no question. You're not going to get a yes or no. Yeah,
1: it's going to be this long. And if you're in marketing or into politics at all, you know that everything is a talking point. Like right. everything's re- rehearsed, everything's set up. And because I'm cynical, I'm like, look, Abbott spent the whole time bashing Biden and Beto. Yeah. Beto spent most of the time, not the whole time, but most of the time bashing Abbott. Yeah. When the cameras go off they go behind the stage and shake hands and have a beer together and think man how many views do you think that got
0: right like, i mean that's that's the like wait they're paying marketing you person. how much yeah i know like right.
1: wait who, who your podcast? like yeah it's a whole game and a charade yeah. like at the in my opinion
0: It seen the problem is once you once you start thinking those things mm-hmm. and you see it happen once or twice and yeah. a couple politicians get called out for x y and z it becomes nearly impossible mm-hmm. to take it seriously yeah. and believe anything anybody e- says. Anything anyone says. So all you can do is take the points at value mm-hmm. of what they mean to the person yeah. and to the greater mm-hmm. uh, populace of Texas. Yeah. And my, my summary perspective mm-hmm. is one candidate would govern based on what their principles are and mm-hmm. what they think is right. Mm-hmm. And one person would govern on what they believe the majority of Texans mm. want. Yeah. And try their best to push Texas forward mm-hmm. based on a set of principles guided by the people, not themselves. Yeah.
2: That and is we, how I saw it play out.
1: We definitely yeah. agree on that. Yeah. And man, it was hard to watch. Honestly. It was really hard to watch. Got
0: like, Listen, it is it is maddening to watch mm. two grown men ignore rules Blatantly. Blatantly yell at each other, insult each other, refuse to take responsibility for, for their anything. actions, for anything. <laughs> and how am I supposed to believe that you are going to operate under the rule of law when nobody's looking mm-hmm. if you can't operate under the rules of a debate in front of everybody?
1: Yeah. <laughs> the funniest part is everybody in this situation was three people. Yeah. That The, the other thing that was weird was there was no... I, There's I, no read, audience, which is I fine. I read a single report. Yeah. I, once... I read a tweet that a journalist at the Tribune tweeted out saying yeah. sources told him that Abbott would not do the debate unless nobody was in the crowd. I, I wonder why. That's what one tweet said, and one journalist said a sor- that. Well, could it's hard be for true, him to navigate
0: around people and crowds. Um.
1: <laughs> Happens. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was all around. It was weird. Like, all around was weird. People. They're not. They're talking over time. Yeah the other the the journalists or the so panelists would show a video yeah the video part the was video interesting the video part was weird like yeah. and then they're like so what about that and you're just like what are you doing <laughs> what's happening right now um uh but we watched the whole we thing we watched the whole thing um there there were moments honestly where beto seemed capable yeah um, absolutely there, there were moments where it seems like he means what he says right now Yeah. so and and a- Abbott did what a lot of Republicans on TV do these days and just blamed... Blamed the Biden administration, the Biden administration for everything. Evil. And it's like, man...
0: It's like, man, that's only been two 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 and a half like, years. That's like, a real, and that's not a real point. It's, it's not, not a real point.
1: Not, there were moments where I'm like, I think I see what he's saying from right. a Republican perspective. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I see... I think... Um,
0: and, you know, there. I, I, I put it on our Instagram. There, there was a point in in the debate where I think he lost the people on the fence. Mm -hmm. And I think you know what I'm talking about.
1: But go ahead and say it. Before you go any further, just really quick caveat. We we did a fully politically governor-focused episode last week. Has gotten a lot of really good feedback. Yeah. We've gotten some feedback, hey, you guys are under-researched. That That is true. That is true. We have said multiple times on this show, we are under-researched. But that's because this is not a fully... Research political podcast.
0: There are other podcasts you should listen to. If that's, and so if I that's just say, want to say
1: before we go further, if what you want and you what you need is straight fact, super well researched, yeah, Texas focused show, Texas Tribune Brief is incredible. It's a really good one. Amazing group of people working over there. There's also their like daily podcast, the Tribcast. Yeah. A really good show. That's a good
0: blow-by-blow blow of like what's happening on yeah, a day-to-day exactly. day basis. Why it's
1: about Texas is yeah. really well done. has a lot of good information. And then, honestly, if you just go to the Texas Monthly website and look at any of their podcasts that they're putting out right now, you're going to get the NPR feel. Everything, again, mm-hmm. super uh, full staff of people fact-checking, doing their thing. Exactly. We are two brothers just sharing our current opinion. And that's what this is.
0: I do believe that is a valuable thing because... We're basically still normal people. We live and operate in a normal way. We mm-hmm. don't we don't run with a specific group of people. We get a lot of broad perspectives, yeah. and we have our own beliefs, and we're mm-hmm. very honest about those things. Yeah, we are we are biased, mm-hmm. but we are honest about the
1: bias. And everyone's biased,
0: right? <laughs> but this is also an entertainment podcast. Mm-hmm. This is comedy. Uh, hopefully, yeah. you laugh. And we cover these things because they are important
1: and they are relevant. They to are Texas. relevant
0: to Texas, which is the focus of this thing. Mm-hmm. And Ish. wheel show ch- jokes are funny, and that's it.
1: Uh, <laughs> anyway, so thank you for anyone who sends us uh, feedback. Yes, thank you. If we ever say something that is under researched, yeah, totally understand if you don't like that. Absolutely, we just gave you the shows that are going to be super heavy researched. Thanks for listening. Anyway, yeah, back to what Abbott. Right. Yeah, A- Abbott, where he lost. I know what part you're talking about, but I want you yeah. to share your perspective here.
0: My perspective is. Abbott has a way to kind of win this, mm-hmm. and he ha- all he has to do is not touch or navigate well the hottest button issue, yeah. which is abortion, and that issue is going to lose him the race yeah. because whenever he was asked the question about abortion, instead of actually giving the, – the one time he should dip, dodge, duck, and dive mm-hmm. – he answered it pretty straight on. Yeah, and said, "I'm a Catholic, and I govern based on a set of principles." And Texas allows uh, people who have that type of issue to go to the hospital and be taken care of with free prenatal care and those things. He basically said, even in those except cases, in those exceptional cases, mm-hmm. that he thinks they should be forced to carry to term, uh-huh. and that means rape and incest. Yeah. And that is where he lost mm-hmm. the thirty percent of people on the fence, yeah. because when you look at the breakdown that we posted, he was ahead, mm-hmm. and right after, pretty much pretty everybody far, on the fence went to, went to Beto
1: on that one issue. Like on the one issue, one, I mean, and Beto made his. Stance, and there's some other good issues that have good points, but
0: that's the one. Let's let yeah. in my opinion, mm-hmm. the way I see this, this this whole election is about a woman's right to govern her own body, mm-hmm. and Abbott is going to lose most of the yeah. people who care well, about. Well
1: and that. also you know, yet yeah, women's right to govern around body, yeah. her body, her choice. Yeah. For sure. Broader perspective. Broader perspective. Well, uh, uh, well zooming out. Zooming out. Zooming out. Government oversight. Government oversight. Government overreach.
0: And that the thing that the Republican Party is supposed to stand for, that conservatives are supposed to believe, is limited government intervention.
1: On all
0: fronts. And I don't know about you, but this seems like an extreme government overreach. This
1: is one of the most egregious examples of how far a government can reach if yeah. they want to. And voting in this election is pretty much choosing between, well, how much yeah. overreach do you want on these specific issues?
0: And you do have to admit the, the big thing, the big knock against Beto by conservatives is not the abortion his stance on abortion, mm-hmm. it's taking away your AR fifteen or whatever. Yeah. And he made it very clear in the debate, and it's on his website. Mm-hmm. He just wants to raise the age of purchase.
1: And he, that was that, he seemed the most human when he was answering that question. Because yeah. I wish I remember for what he said. I think he said, like, look, personally, yeah. I really don't see the need for an AR-15. Yeah. Like, straight up. He, I, he
0: said, i uh, he talked about the only use for an AR-15 is, is for, on the battlefield. Is on the
1: battlefield. But I know where I, he said, like, He's, I know where yeah, I live he, or
0: I know. And in that moment, I saw what Allison said. Mm-hmm. I I saw what she meant by crossing party lines and mm-hmm. working with the other yeah. side, and the potential for that. Do I think it's realistic and will happen? Um, no, because he's a politician. But I have more faith in him mm-hmm. than I do. Way in Abbott. more faith.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like what I t- something I told Allison in our little group message. Yeah. Again, shout out Allison. Shout
0: out Allison. We'll have to have um, her on to really you know yeah. break well, down. Well, it was
1: it was nice to have somebody who knows yeah. fully where they stand in this. Yeah on everything Absolutely. as we're continuously trying to figure out like, what do we think right. or anything? Um And I said this and I meant it. Abbott sounded very Trumpy. He really there, there did. There was a very, and I, I meant it kind of as like a lighthearted, but it, there was a lot of,
0: he was taking a lot from the Trump that level
1: of extremism that Republicans have stepped toward. Yeah. Cause there, as we talked about, there's conservatives and there's liberals and now there's far right and far left.
0: Right. There's religious right. Yeah. And there's woke left.
1: Yeah. Abbott was very much exuding that like religious this is right. how far the right is gonna go. Yeah. And it was very like, oh, this looks familiar. Yeah. So we watched the debate. That's what we thought. That's of what it. we thought.
0: That was the takeaway. That's um, the takeaway. I'm no longer on the fence.
1: I I am no longer. I'm no longer on the fence. I'm not loving the side I'm on. I'm not either. I'm not loving that I've, in a way, had to step on t- onto a side of the fence that, in the past, I'm like I still have faith on this yeah. side, if there is a side. Yeah, I've always straddled, but for this race, for this gubernatorial election, right. it's like I'm now on a side that I've more been pushed to. Yeah. Than I like decided to be on.
0: Yeah, and I I think a lot of people are finding themselves there, and hopefully that. Hopefully the way that we're talking about this, hopefully the way that we're seeing this happen, there are people who can relate, Mm -hmm. who can say, I don't feel like this party represents Texas anymore. It doesn't. I I don't feel like it does. And I feel like they have abandoned my beliefs Mm -hmm. in favor of something that is anti-Texan. And even though I don't love a lot of the things that Beto stands for or or agree with them Mm -hmm. from a government perspective— I don't have much of a choice, yeah, and that feels so disempowering. Mm-hmm. So I do just want to vocalize that. That's how I feel. That's kind of my opinion. Mm-hmm. And well, you're white and you dude, so your opinion
1: doesn't matter here. Anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, keep in mind we have thousands of listeners, and eighty percent are going to agree with this, and ten percent on both sides yeah. are going to hate everything. Are going to hate everything, um, uh,
0: which is fine. I, yeah, I understand. if you Hate and what that. I said. Call me. Honestly, shoot me a direct message. I will. I will happily. We are still in a pocket where I can respond to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I want to. I want to yeah. know your opinion. I want to know where you think. I, I had a great um, coffee kind of lunch, uh, late you know, late breakfast with one of our listeners mm-hmm. and had a really great conversation. Yeah. He's much further to the right than I am personally. Mm-hmm. But we were able to have civil disagreement. Mm-hmm. He was able to voice his opinion yeah, and feel heard. Perspective. And give me perspective. Yeah. And that is something that I really value uh, because I well, think— Go ahead. No, I, I just think that we have our greatest privilege here is mm-hmm. that we can pull from different experiences yeah. to inform
1: a greater well, percentage that, of people. Well, the coffee date you had. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, when we talk about politics on this show, as much as I really don't like to, yeah, that's what I want the outcome to be. Right. What I want is for, and why I say phone call, is yeah. call me. Let's yeah, have let's a conversation talk. about something I'm not aware of or something that. Absolutely. Like, sh- share the info. Like, the reason I'm willing to have these conversations when, like, out in the world, like, if right. politics come up, I'm out. I don't I'm out. To yeah. talk. The only reason I'm willing to s- talk about this stuff and watch the debate is I hope there's an outcome where, in a world where it feels like if you say anything politically, you're going to lose friends, you're yeah. going to lose respect, you're going to lose, you're going to lose. Yeah. One coffee date gives me faith that, like, oh, this is worth doing because there's still people that are willing to sit across from you. And just talk about, hey, Mm -hmm. you said this, I disagree with it, here's why, and having a conversation about it. I hope that we're able to create that more.
0: The Texas that you and I believe in and Mm -hmm. are fighting for in our own way is the one where we can have a discourse that puts two people on opposite sides and gives both a greater perspective Mm -hmm. moving forward for the good of Texas as a whole. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's just the narrative of, like, we're pitted against one another.
0: And we aren't. We're not. We are all we're all humans. We all want basically the same things. Mm-hmm. We're just going different. We're just going about getting them in different ways. Yeah, and we can have civil disagreement.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah, that's all politics. That's all politics. Let's get to Corey Camp. We're gonna talk about not politics. Not at politics all. at all. Um, uh, Corey's a great dude. We share a little bit of a story, and then I sort of sit back and <laughs> interview the two single yeah. guys in the room on just what dating is like in Austin. What dating has been like stories Wait, you had stories to read oh um, I, yeah sure sure do you want yeah. me to do that now yeah, or should we now do that to lead in okay cool um, yeah because we um, we didn't read them in the interview because we were just having a conversation but seth and Corey share some funny dating stories. we share some
0: funny dating stories and, and we, we asked
1: some listeners like hey do you have any just interesting this is a so... hard shift, <laughs> hard shift.
0: <laughs> should we do this should we actually do this like on the instagram or like a separate thing
1: well, now we're talking about it. So no, we, we can talk
0: about. It. I can delete it, or we can All leave right, it in. All right, delete it then. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. We'll do Do that. you think that's a better idea? Sure. Yeah. Let's try it. Okay. Awesome. Because I just feel like it's like a leave hard... this in. Okay. <laughs> I'm. A, I am. I'm gonna leave, leave this, this in. in. All right. Look, we're not perfect. We're still learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the Instagram for dating stories. At Texas Pod, At for, Texas dating pod stories. for dating stories.
2: Corey Camp. Corey Camp <laughs> <laughs>
3: mean need me to turn on my sweet, sexy radio Ooh, voice. That was sexy, that was a little nice. velvety.
1: <laughs> nice, nice Michael Blueblade. That That's be fine. Yeah, wait. That he's also channel three, I think. Uh, no, I'm channel three. You're channel three. Okay, cool. So we're good. He's channel one. So we're good.
3: Yeah, I believe so. All right,
1: so I'm gonna do a quick little intro. And then we're gonna dive into talking about you.
3: We're just gonna have that awkward and like I'm gonna sit here and you know, read read stuff about uh-huh. Yeah, it's cool. gonna be great. Cool. Absolutely. Love it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Speaking of reading stuff, welcome to the interview portion of TechSh, everybody. Today we're super excited to be joined by Corey Douglas Camp. Son of Brian and Joy Camp, born April 6, 1995. He has one younger brother. Father was a four-year swim team member at uh, Delaware rival Towson. Exercise science major at Delaware. Minoring in coaching science and strength and conditioning. Aspires to be a physical therapist. When's that going to happen? Enjoys coaching, swimming, and working with people. Lists the Washington Russians, Nationals, Capitals, (laughs) and Wizards as his favorite professional sports teams. Team representative to student-athlete advisory committee, 2015 16. Corey Camp, everybody. You may,
0: hold on, you missed a you missed giant there. penis. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Very well
3: endowed. <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I was like. Where did you get this bio? And I was like, he's reading my Delaware I, I'm reading bio your Delaware went bio. Now. Beautifully done. yeah I, I was Thank looking you. up
1: your stats earlier. I was like, wait, what better way to intro him than, than his actual
0: college stats? His actual <laughs> college bio. Yeah, like, yeah
3: we're going to make a few tweaks there. Physical therapy uh, has has not worked out still. Gotcha. Not, it's not on the cards anymore. Okay. But, uh, can talk there. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, obviously the Washington... Commanders. commanders Commanders. Yeah, are you still uh, a not Commanders a fan, fan? To be honest. Really? Yeah. I had a conversation this morning with a buddy of mine. Uh we grabbed coffee and he played in the, the league for a couple of years and he was like, "So, what are your feelings about the the Commanders?" And I was like, "To be honest, like I just can't. The team's not great. <laughs> no <laughs> they haven't they haven't been for they a while." They haven't been and yeah. I'm more just, like, not a fan of how it's been run from an organizational standpoint. It's been run, run up, pretty horribly, like, right? Dude, culturally, like, yeah, that, so many front office issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Dan Snyder is, like, the biggest joke of an owner. Yeah, I think Jerry Jones is more legit, and that's saying a lot. That cause, is, because like, he, oh,
1: he's a joke all on his own. Right? Low bar yeah, <laughs> I mean, coming
3: from someone who, like, grew up hating the Cowboys, yeah. it yeah. is weird that, like, that's the closest mm-hmm. pro football team to me now. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I the last... uh last football team Commanders game that I went to was probably two years ago and I absolutely refused to spend a single dollar in the stadium. I gotcha. got gifted <laughs> tickets. They, yeah. were, they were awesome tickets. They were the yeah. dream seats from a client of mine. So Ooh. 50 yard line, front row. Um, they were fantastic. But, but I you was hated like, being there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, You're like, like it wasn't what a I dream I mean, We though. lost the Jets like thirty to nothing. Something uh, like absolutely insane the yeah. Jets. Just
1: like sickening
3: to watch. But basically. I, yeah, I refused to spend a single dollar at concessions. Yeah, like, sat yeah. there so thirsty protesting. all games. So not getting a dollar. Yeah. not yeah, any of my money. <laughs> Have
1: you switched your alliance to any other team, yeah. or is it just you know what?
3: It's more just like sitting back and being in an, a it sounds so cliche, being like a fan of the game and just yeah. appreciating mm-hmm. good close football is I think what I enjoy most. If I had to pick a team, it's mm-hmm. you know, Baltimore is the next closest one. Gotcha. Lamar Jackson's And they're
1: not they're not hard to root for now. No, I
3: mean Lamar is great to watch. Yeah. Uh, they're exciting. So mm-hmm. and I'd talk about Complete opposite, like, how yeah. an organization yeah, th- think should yeah, be Harbaugh run. is, like, like, one of the Harbaugh best coaches great.
1: of all time. Yeah. Heck, it's yeah. And a little so, easier. Just one quick question, then we'll dive more into you, because I know there's not a lot to choose from. What's your favorite uh, Washington football team, commanders, our words, moment that you've ever witnessed? <laughs> moment. Again, not many to pick from. I but, mean, I
3: think yeah. uh, the moment, the highlight that stands out to me that still, like, gets me fired up and I'll still watch from time to time is – Sean Taylor in the Pro Bowl just lighting up the punter. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that clip. I know yeah. exactly what <laughs> I know what talking you mean about.
1: And they just did away with the Pro Bowl too, probably for Perfect. things probably, like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's,
3: I mean, Sean Taylor is a beast. Yes. definitely. Who knows what that organization would be mm-hmm. if yeah. life events didn't happen with him? Yeah. Um, that's like the one jersey I still have from <laughs> from the R words. Would team.
1: you ever wear that out in public? Or you're I, like, I you know, what,
3: I'm curious. What do you think the the uh, like how, how would that be received here in Austin?
0: I feel like the majority of people would be like, "Oh, cool."
3: Okay, well, I, feel I, like do, I do. I people... do feel
0: like if you were on certain parts of the East Side or South Congress, it yeah, it some, might you might like, you might get stopped. There would once be or twice. some white
1: person who's never met a Native American who mm-hmm. would be really right. mad. Um, but if you just wore it to most places, I'm sure most people wouldn't even notice you were wearing a right. football yeah. jersey.
3: I also have like a very nice vintage I forget what the uh brand was that like did the vintage bomber jackets yeah. oh yeah it's yeah, got, yeah like, it's got like the redskins on the front and then it's got like uh, literally like jacket, this yeah. awesome mural of DC like the monument like yeah. and everything it's photo and then it has like the, the giant yeah Indian head as well I'm like ah, I love I, the jacket but you know that one
1: yeah maybe go to Oklahoma and wear it there, <laughs> there it. You go. <laughs> <laughs> and so backing up you you swam in college I did have been have performed athletically and at very high levels of course and you were going to be a physical therapist now you're doing your own podcast doing content coaching people kind of in their transition from elite athletic performance to just normal life kind of just where did this transition happen what what caused
3: it oh man great question um, we're good at what we do thanks yeah I'm gonna acknowledge <laughs> that as well so for me like where? <laughs> <laughs> we need the sound effect, the ASMR, oh, okay. you know, there we go. Good stuff. Yes. Good high five. <laughs> uh, so for me, you know, it really was born out of, I didn't really have any choice. Yeah. Right. So my swimming career, it was great at Delaware mm-hmm. first three years. Then last year, it really took this like nose dive yeah. down by my own standards. Like, okay. I still did well. My Mm -hmm. worst ever place at conferences was eighth, and that happened to be my last race ever. Uh, It was also slower than I was my junior year of high school. I had like all this stuff that I had to unpack with, like, that's it. Like, that was it. Like, I touched the wall for the the last Mm -hmm. time. Um, Where does this go? And then I laughed (laughs) that you brought up physical therapy, aspiring physical therapist, (laughs) because that moment then was like the – race ending Mm -hmm. career ending that comes crashing down i'm like well at least i'll be a physical therapy like (laughs) school soon two weeks later all the rejection letters came in yeah it was Uh, just like one after another mm -hmm. i mean i'm not i won't hide it like I put all my focus on swimming, even yeah. though I knew swimming, like me going pro and swimming, the odds of that were so yeah. slim to none. But, but it was what drove you. It what drove me. Yeah, yeah, that chance, right? It was it was exciting. It was where I felt the most at me, mm-hmm. even in the later stages of my career when I wasn't performing at the same level, I still felt me in yeah. it. So I, of course, was going to like double, triple down on that mm-hmm. and like just let the school stuff kind of be school stuff, Yeah. you know? Was I there
1: almost a the nature of like, well, I'm... A collegiate athlete, I understand the body, and some school's going to recognize that, right? A hundred percent.
3: I And I knew, like, with my background and my story, mm-hmm. I was like, if someone gave me an interview, yeah, I think I could trick them into, like, getting <laughs> me in. You know what I mean? I yeah. think I could convince right. someone mm-hmm. on the admission committee and just say, hey, look, like, while I was an undergrad, I went through, I had an unknown heart condition for two years where Whoa. I was collapsing at practice, and I was seeing top cardiologists all over the country, mm-hmm. and they had no idea what was wrong with me. Yeah. And you just know? to ask really quick, collapsing
1: yeah. at swim practice, does that mean drowning, or you were out of the so water?
3: Thankfully, <laughs> so thankfully, so I, now I can explain what it was, but for yeah. two years it was completely mm-hmm. unknown. Yeah. What I had was AV node reentry. So I had certain cells on my AV node. If you're familiar with the way the heart works, it mm-hmm. goes SA node down to your AV node. It's supposed to then go bundle, hiss, yeah. complete the circuit back Obviously. up. Obviously. AV node reentry means that it just short circuited mm-hmm. right back up to the SA node. It took Yikes. a little detour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that little detour would cause my heart rate to be 350 beats per minute or higher. Mm. My blood pressure would drop because your heart can't physically pump enough yeah. blood mm-hmm. at that rate. And I would lose feeling in my hands. I'd yeah. lose you would feeling shut in my down. feet. I would shut down. Yeah. I would black out yeah. in like the way that most of us <laughs> don't want to black out. Yeah. Right? right. And. Thankfully, my heart would always reset, and I could notice that it was coming on. Mm-hmm. You notice how, like, so you could get out of the pool. Yeah, you get yeah. to a certain point in a workout, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, I can feel myself starting to like lose yeah. my breath. It's mm-hmm. a gradual thing rather than just switch yeah, flipped. I'm done, I'm yeah. done mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, we call it redlining. Yeah. Unfortunately, me, my redlining was <laughs> a lot higher <laughs> yeah. than most uh-huh. people at that time. So, like, compounding that experience with swimming experience, like, I'll never forget doc- Dr freshman year told me if this event heart episode happens one more time, I'm done. I like, he's shutting me down for the season. He Mm -hmm. won't clear me to some conferences. Yeah. I come to find out that this condition was really brought on by stress. So I learned how to like better manage my stress, which I was grateful for. But Mm -hmm. you know, you're telling it, a swimmer who like my main focus was like that one meet conferences. Yeah. And you're telling me now there's this possibility that I don't do it? Mm-hmm. That's gonna be stressful. yeah Sure enough, like what do you guys think happened the next yeah. day? Yeah. had another heart episode. Yeah. I look at my coach and he's like, dude, what are you what are you going through? Or like, mm-hmm. is it happening? And mm-hmm. I just shake my head no, as my heart is literally racing. I can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, we're no, we're, we're, fine. We're, we're good. <laughs> and he goes, You sure? I go. Yep, yep. He goes, all right, cool. Just, like, catch your breath. He 100% knew. Like, oh, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would look at me. You could see my heart. Like, you like, could see, yeah, yeah. see the twitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty beats per minute. That yeah. thing's coming out of your mm-hmm. chest. It's yeah. jumping out of your yeah. chest. Um. But thankfully, he was like, dude, if you, like, if you trust you, mm-hmm. do your thing. Yeah. I won't stop you. And I was like, all right, cool. Glad sports is where it was then and not where and now it was. We're now. Yeah. Go yeah. that, I probably would have been shut down. Yeah. But I went on to then, like, have the best Meet of my life mm-hmm. at that time. Uh, one conference rookie of the year. First time that that's happened. That's in School awesome. history. Heck yeah. Like w- set school records in multiple events. It was, it was a great experience. So I say all of that to say like when I was going through like trying to navigate finding next career steps, I had had confidence in myself in the past, mm-hmm. but now for the first time it was like trying to figure out swimming was easy because I knew from a very early age, like, there was levels to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Olympics being the highest level, yeah. and I ended up just shy of that, right? But I knew if I went certain time standards, mm-hmm. then I would qualify for certain meets, which would then get me into certain groups, certain schools, get me yeah. a scholarship, and I could climb that ladder. Yeah. And for the first time, I just felt there was no ladder that I even mm-hmm. knew how to climb. Yeah. It wasn't that I didn't know how to work hard, I just didn't know where do I apply this work. Um, so I felt really really lost mm-hmm. in that phase of my life and the girl I was dating at the time also broke up with me and I was like more rejection, cool. like right. yeah just like when I'm down yeah, like just keep more loss. Me up. So you
0: have like it's a cool. really great month there yeah just it was, like
3: yeah uh, <laughs> you know uh March to really March like 2017 to probably uh, almost nine months later was just a very dark period yeah. of my life where I, I turned a lot to just coping with all of the wrong things, whether yeah. that be binge eating to, um, very much just drinking a lot on the yeah. weekends, mm-hmm. trying to black out. I hated my job. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to be good at it, but I felt like it was And what were you happening. doing at the time? Huh? What were you doing at the time? I was refinancing mortgages. Mm-hmm. So nice. I went, uh, yeah, I went from, uh, <laughs> that's a job that'll make you feel real good about yourself. Yep. Aspiring physical therapist to now I accepted this role cash out VA refinance. Wow. Very niche. Very niche, yeah. Um, And I was sold on it because it was the highest base salary that I was Mm -hmm. offered. And I immediately was in that headspace of, all right, cool. Like My original career aspirations can work out. I'm going to be the first of my teammates in my friend group to make a a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. like mon- money. Time.
0: Money. It's time money. to go. Money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, and you I applied the competitive that. mindset to yeah. that. Yeah. And were you a
1: golf polo with like the Lulu jeans guy? Like, what,
3: what, what, what was the finance? I it was twenty seventeen. So, like, so like, it's a slightly different vibe. Suit tie. Dude. Suit yeah, yeah. Oh. Suit tie. Yeah, a suit tie yeah. which, You know, you know, Maryland's not as hot as Texas, but
2: <laughs> it's still I, muggy. It's muggy. It's humid. It's pretty thick. It was cool
3: yeah. for about a week and a half, and then I was like, I'm sweating through suits. This sucks. This is brutal. What am I doing? When you
1: mentioned working hard. Honestly, nothing, there's not a lot of things worse than working hard at a job you hate. Yeah. Like, and I feel like all of us are covering the same cloth of like, even if you hate it, you're going to work your butt off. Like, that's just how you're wired. But then it makes it worse because you're like spending all this energy on a thing that you do not like.
3: Yeah. What got me there in particular was when I first started, it was uh, required that we work one Saturday a month. Uh, And, well, Me being like, I'm brand new at this. I'm going to embrace it. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do two Saturdays a month. (laughs) I want to go in an extra Saturday. I'm going to give up my... No one asked me to be... Yeah, I want to pour more time into it, right? And, like, I started to see some reward from that. Like, Mm -hmm. colleagues, managers were starting to take notice. Mm -hmm. I was getting Ravens tickets. Yeah, uh, All this stuff. I was like, yeah, sweet. This is great. Yeah, getting a complimentary box seat to a team that, you know, honestly, I didn't really love at the time. Yeah, but, but sports it was sports yeah. and it was like box. the resale on this
1: is <laughs> massive
2: dude i mean yeah. all you
3: can eat all you can drink yeah at yeah. that time in my life all you can drink all you can drink like, what you know, okay like,
1: what cool yeah. i can forget about everything let's exactly. do exactly yeah I can that save makes money up on for the weekend hours yeah doing
3: something i hated mm-hmm. for three hours of right like pure escapism and yeah. enjoyment right mm-hmm. um and then something switched which is what i started to notice now looking back was a big deal for me it was now it became required that two Saturdays a month we be in the office because mm-hmm. numbers weren't being hit, mm-hmm. and then three Saturdays a month eventually. And I was like, "Yo!"
0: And suddenly, the effort you were putting in above,
3: yeah, became became the, standard. the normal. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I mean, I'm I'm all about working hard and going above and beyond. I've yeah. always been that person. Yeah. My mm-hmm. my teammates from college, high school, everything mm-hmm. would joke that. I would start off every practice. I'd be the first one in the water. Mm-hmm. I, like I go to a meet, I wanted to be the first one in the warm up pool. Yeah, yeah, just like, that's like, just how you're wired. That was how I was wired. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna be the first one here. I'm gonna do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the mentality that I tried to. But it's tough when that bar just continues to be raised yeah. over and over again. Yeah, and I just yeah I wasn't like in that corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, So I left. I left after nine months. Yeah. I had no idea really what I was going to do at that time. While I was working those crazy hours, I had a family that reached out to me that I used to coach their kids in swimming. They said, hey, I don't know if you're still in the area, but we're still at this country club that I was coaching at in college. And they were like, if you're around... Our kids, our boys refuse to take lessons from anyone else. Aww. If you're around, <laughs> That's me, like, yeah. Yeah. we'll pay you. Like, come mm-hmm. come through. And I was like, I don't really have time for this, but I don't know. I like, I felt called to do it. Yeah. So I started driving. I was living in Baltimore at the time. I would drive 45 minutes down to D.C. area, mm-hmm. teach two swim lessons, which are 20 minutes a piece. So I'd teach for 40 minutes. Yeah. And yeah, drive quarter, back drive in back. my car and drive yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And something crazy happened where after a few weeks of doing this, all of a sudden these other families took notice that I was back back in town, so to mm-hmm. speak, teaching swim lessons. Next thing I know, I was teaching 30 lessons a Sunday. Like oh, these yikes. two <laughs> lessons turned to 30 within yeah. a month. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck? Now I'm there from like 10 a.m. to <laughs> yeah. 5 p.m. Yeah. I'm doing another full days of work, mm-hmm. worth yeah. of work on Sundays. But I loved it. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And so I had a, a discussion with... My boss at that time, he was the um, operations coordinator at the country club. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, it sucks that you have this full-time job because, like, the parents love you. And we're actually about to let go of the head swim coach. And I was like, well, that's awkward. Like, the head swim coach is a friend of mine, so (laughs) um, I won't let him know. Like, secret safe with me, I guess. And he's like, we would love to, like, the job's yours. But, like, it sucks you have this full-time job. Like, you just can't do it. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at him. I was like, dude, what have I told you? I hate my full-time job. I hate job. my job, <laughs> and I'll quit right <laughs> now. And <laughs> I'll do it. And he goes, you realize the job is from, like, Memorial Day to, like, last week in July? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a very long duration? Mm-hmm. I go, yeah. That's I'll, fine. That's I'll fine. figure it out. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah, I moved, moved out of Baltimore, moved back into my parents' house, mm-hmm. started as a summer swim coach. Um, after a month of summer swim coaching... I had noticed the indoor pool that I was teaching lessons at was never being used. So I came to that same guy and I said, hey, I want to start a year-round swim clinic. What what can we do? Yeah, And he goes, we've never thought of that before, but sure, great. Come up with a business plan. <laughs> yeah. I go, yeah, yeah, business plan. Great, gotcha. absolutely. Gotcha. Like 22, 23 years. <laughs> I have no idea what a business yeah. plan is. Mm-hmm. So I Google, what is a business plan? Nice. Look it up <laughs> and make something up. Go back to him. I go, here's the business plan. <laughs> he goes, great, this looks fantastic. Um, you can run it. And we won't charge you anything. We won't charge you any overhead. You can keep a hundred. I think he just wanted to give me like
2: a Right. He wanted to give hobby, me something to do. You know what I mean? Give yeah. me something yeah. to do, keep me mm-hmm.
3: around, which I'm very, very grateful for. Yeah. And it's hilarious because like, like I do anything, I just die, I dove really COVID, into it. Yeah. And it became way more successful than he thought. We had fun. 60 plus people, like 60 plus kids enrolled in this yeah. team. Um, I was making more money very quickly at that job, doing something that I really enjoyed that mm-hmm. I was at... Um, VA Refinance yeah, Mortgage exactly.
1: Co. So Hard to <laughs> believe. Yeah,
3: and, and <laughs> yeah. that was just, you know, that was the first moment for me that I really look back now retrospectively and say, this was when I actually tapped into what is it that Corey wants, mm-hmm. not what will I do that will then yeah. look impressive to other mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And I've just since then made a promise to myself, I'm going to continually check in with that Yeah, and keep doing whatever that calling mm-hmm. is. And that's morphed into a book. It's morphed into the podcast. It's yeah. morphed into hosting retreats and mm-hmm. coaching and all of this other stuff that I, I do now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is just I'm building a brand off of encouraging other people to experience life in a different way for themselves yeah. to create mm-hmm. a new experience for themselves that serves them better, whatever mm-hmm. that gets to look like. And that will look different for everyone, but long winded answer. That's how we got here. <laughs> that's that's how we got here. And
1: you went from LA to Texas, yeah. right? I did. Yeah. How yeah. quickly, how did we get that transition? You guys
3: aren't going to beat me up for that, right? Like, no, we, 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 lived we love in Los Angeles for seven years. Uh, uh, yeah. Perfect, yeah, perfect. yeah, yeah. And, and he's back. <laughs> and I'm back. He's back. He's <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and was
1: it after Bradley Cooper saw you and was like, I was need like, hey, to stunt, stunt double yeah, yeah, in yeah, Austin? Yeah. yeah, that was actually what brought me out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's town's not a, big enough for two of right. us. <laughs> got a comment on. Can the... you sing? That is the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I cannot. Don't don't ask me to do that one on the show. <laughs> Dive right in.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I went out to LA because I had a really interesting opportunity to live on the beach with yeah. two of my best friends that mm-hmm. I grew up with yeah. Jack and Jorge. They're fantastic homies to this day. And. Mm-hmm. It was the right call to do in 2021 when I made that decision. Mm -hmm. And after a year of it, I was just like, you know, L.A. was great. It's still a place that I love to go to, but it just didn't feel like home to me. I felt really called for more community Mm -hmm. here. And I I was splitting time between here and L.A. Mm -hmm. the whole time. And each time I came to Austin, I was like, man, why don't I just – Move here, like yeah. every t- every trip I took, I was like seven days isn't enough. I need to have a ten day <laughs> trip because mm-hmm. people are asking me to work yeah. out and grab mm-hmm. coffee and do this and do that. And there's just tacos, so much coffee,
1: tacos, coffee, tacos, coffee. Not a bad combo,
3: yeah. right? Basically, <laughs> Austin, combo. Texas, in a nutshell. Yeah. And after a while, I was just like, screw it. I guess I'm. Mo- I feel more at home in Austin. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. more of a sense of community here. And like mm-hmm. the real, real game changer for me, it was honestly. The life coach that I hired when I first took that step out of the uh, the fitness, I was an assistant fitness instructor eventually mm-hmm. at the country club in addition to all the swim stuff. Yeah. The guy that I hired to basically say, you know, I believe in myself, but I need some guidance mm-hmm. this is this guy, Nick Paggs. He's a fantastic life coach, motivational Shouts speaker. Out. Shout out, Nick. Um, him and his wife, Bia moved here in okay. January of this year. Okay. And once I found out that they finally yeah. like settled. And they, they were like br- the
1: first life coaches that moved here, right? Yeah. yeah, right.
3: Definitely started that wave yeah. for sure. No other life coaches that exist. <laughs> yeah. no, none Austin. were here yet. <laughs> none as good as them, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But it, when they were here, I've been fortunate, that, like through that work, we've been able to develop a very close personal relationship as mm-hmm. well. Um, I was like, I get a chance to be around people that truly inspire me mm-hmm. closely Every single day. Mm-hmm. No brainer. I want to, yeah doesn't make sense on paper. I just moved to LA. I just paid f- <laughs> like $6,000 to get all my stuff moved from yeah. DC all the way across like the country. Like across the country. And now they're telling me that it's like $7,000 to move my stuff from LA to Texas. I'm oh like my gosh. it's half the distance. Yeah. I don't get That's it. That's probably right.
1: how Californians keep people in California. Yeah, yeah they're like right. it costs a lot to get your stuff gas over prices, there. Gas prices. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, so if you're in California listening to this, stay there. Gas prices are really <laughs> right. high here. Don't come. Don't don't do it. <laughs> it's going to cost you a lot. But that was that was sort of the transition mm-hmm. and, and the thought process behind it was I was really feeling drawn and inspired by a lot of my like core community, more so here. Yeah. Um, L.A. is great. I have great connections and great people there. L.A. is just so spread out.
2: Mm-hmm. It's very spread
3: out. You see yeah. people like I see you guys mm-hmm. three times Every a week day. at yeah, least At least and, um, here at Squatch. Yeah. Because, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a gym. When I moved yeah. to LA, yeah. like COVID was still a thing. Gyms weren't open. Yeah. I built yeah. a I it and then I built a sick home gym set up in the yard that I had. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why would I then pay right. $100 a month to yeah. go anywhere? Mm-hmm. Which like, is true,
1: this. but then you're insulated.
3: Exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and that weren't you were when you were in LA, were mm-hmm. you working out at a gym that had a duct-taped like sheets over the windows mm-hmm. yeah
0: just so <laughs> was, people yeah. wouldn't
3: know it was a gym that was, it wasn't open
0: I was I was like tangential to the fitness community there and th- there was a small one that I was plugged into but the gym I was going to the most often was like we're not a gym you know it was very much like <laughs> we've been shut down three times you know there's duct tape there's a secret knock it's a whole yeah, thing like it's a whole whole uh, thing but yeah it's I think from what I understand things are a lot better now Getting uh, there. but yeah, it's, just but there, it's <laughs> a slow thing yeah.
3: yeah I mean I was just there a few weeks mm-hmm. ago I was yeah, like shocked ordering an Uber, and they were like, "So yeah. do you have your mask?" I was like,
0: what? "I got to hook you up with some buddies <laughs> next time you go down there. Just yeah. yeah,
3: some some good people."
1: Um, and so yeah, you move here. It's been I we've loved having you it's in been the squash great, community, it. and it's been awesome to. I was thinking about this before you because we want to talk about dating. Like you've been putting some First. more yeah. dating content out there, and I almost was gonna say you know you've been blowing up recently, but there's a reality <laughs> of like you've been earning what you're getting for three four years at this point. Right. So. kudos but it does seem like the content that's doing really well is like some of the sober dating stuff you're putting out and the the dating content so what was the catalyst for that and Mm. tell us a little bit more about like the sober dating piece that you've been talking about
3: sober dating piece is that that's an interesting (laughs) one and i feel like it's like like catch 22 to so many people right sure how do you what do you mean you're in your 20s and you Mm -hmm. sober date Yeah. yeah yeah it's it, it has its struggles 100%, yeah. but it is possible. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. Yeah. You yeah. Just have to Everything has struggles and everything's possible. Yeah. Setting the intentions beforehand, I think, is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, communicating boundaries ahead of time, too, yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I think. Is there like a specific area that you want me to talk about? I, I think in just like what,
1: what was your dating life like mm. before you maybe like took a break from dating and came back with this like new mindset and decided to like start sharing some tips with like on your channel?
3: Yeah, what's super interesting was, you know, I I went through that period of probably about three and a half, almost four years at this point. Right? Honestly, part of the decision for me to go sober mm-hmm. in the first place was I was wanting more quality relationship in my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And I just would do stuff when I was drunk that I wasn't proud of. Yeah, like, you're right. the only one that does that. Yeah, but. it was just <laughs> me. It's a you problem. No, right? but like I would I would text girls and I'd be like, yo, come over. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not what I want in a mm-hmm. relationship. Right, like I, yeah. I want an actual- You're out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want an actual connection mm-hmm. first. I didn't want just a hookup. And yeah. what I found was like, yeah, I, you know, before I get that, before mm-hmm. I call that into my life, I need to first fix a few things. And the easiest way for me to do that was just to remove alcohol. And it yeah. was never something that I planned to be a year in almost 10 months now mm-hmm. uh, sober. Like it was just, I'm going to make this decision. I'm one of those rare like New year's day sobers where mm-hmm. just decided like new year's day, 2021, it's a fresh start. Let's, mm-hmm. let's try 30 days without this thing. Let's yeah. just see what happens. And I've just, Ever since those 30 days were up, each day just intuitively check in. Like, does this serve me? Is this what I want to do? And the answer has still been no Mm -hmm. up until this point. I don't know if that will be a forever thing. I'm Mm -hmm. still figuring out that relationship myself. But I think in figuring out that, it's created space to help me get clarity on what is it that I actually want in dating. How can I be more intentional with dating and the other thing that was like blocking me off too, for a while was like, as I was trying to build this business and figure out what is it that I do mm-hmm. and how, do, how do I do it? And yeah. can I do it well? Were you Googling well? that too? Like, what is this? I was, I, what is life coaching? <laughs> yeah. um, how to life coach? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. KS watch Life Coach R. Yeah. Watch, <laughs> Shout out Google. Watch TikToks. Okay, yeah. great. Watch yeah. Instagrams of other coaches. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Great. Um, I'm a coach now. I'm certified. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> that's, that's how a lot of people seem, you know, right. I've, I've talked to be clear, have done the, the certifications. We've the, all done And it. the education right. stuff yeah. mm-hmm. uh, behind to back that up. But I think, you know, I was hesitant to be open to relationship because I didn't, honestly, I didn't feel worthy of deserving one mm-hmm. as I had all these other question marks. Yeah, I was like, I'm trying to put enough time and energy figuring out the business and get financially stable my own mm-hmm. before I can even begin to, like, think of providing sure. yeah. and you know, trust me, dating in LA is yeah, expensive, what? right? Like first dates are costing you hundred, hundred and fifty bucks depending what? on where you're
1: going. Wait, well, like what would be a date that you, what would be like a first date in LA? Um LA. In L.A., LA. yeah. Meet up at Saha House and then go to yeah. Nobu. Uh,
3: wow. That's close, a day. That, yeah. What kind of what dates are it? you going on? Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. Um well it depends too, right? Like yeah, yeah sober depends. dating, I think one mm-hmm. of the perks of non uh, of sober right. dating They're cheaper. is a lot cheaper. Yeah, you don't have Alcohol costs. And right. I, that's not a reason to <laughs> that's not the reason that I go sober, but it's yeah. an added perk. It's, a nice for sure. it's not not a reason. Yeah. Um and like I enjoy food way more yeah. than I do. Way more yeah, than alcohol. That's what yeah. I realized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can indulge in food way more mm-hmm. and not feel guilty about it. Yeah. Whereas like I would still indulge in food at the same level. Yeah. Like I was the guy that would yeah, yeah. drink until I was piss drunk mm-hmm. and then grab a large extra large
2: cheese sure. pizza yeah. like you're still able to eat, eat like that. a swimmer exactly yeah. right and that
3: mm-hmm. was i ran into problems there Put oh, on about yeah. 50 pounds post swim <laughs> nice uh, of not good weight fun <laughs> so so recalibrated that but yeah, yeah, yeah. to answer your question what a, what a date in la looks like um you know for me the times that i i only went on a handful here and there it would be like went to a dodgers game that was yeah. fun yeah um Went to that is a fun date. Went for a walk uh, to brunch at Bardana in mm-hmm. Santa Monica on yeah. uh, Montana. There, have mm-hmm. you ever been to that mm-hmm. spot? Yeah, one of my favorite Sunday mornings. They play. They have a live like jazz quartet. Yeah, nice. Uh, which is just a really nice touch for like that brunch environment. Mm-hmm. But even like brunch there is like you're looking sure, at sure you're looking bucks. at sixty
0: bucks. Yeah. Did you ever go to uh, salsa dancing on the promenade? I have not. That that, that like, was always a that was always a fun go to. Yeah, yeah.
3: A, a friend, of, an old teammate of mine. Uh, Told me he's a very numbers driven guy. He's like, dude, sure. I finally got a girlfriend. And I just played the numbers. I was like, what? Sweet. <laughs> like, tell me more. What was this? Do he was explain. Like, I just would go on two dates a week, yep. and he lives on the beach in Long Island. Nice. And he would just say, let's go for a beach walk. And it would just be 10, 15 minutes. That's like the first date. Yeah. Sure. And he was like, it's free, doesn't cost anything but my time. And I can tell very quickly, like, if something is going to yeah. click worth mm-hmm. a second date from there. So, yeah, yeah. I push
1: like, it in yeah. the ocean
0: if it's not.
3: That's a good not a talk bad and...
1: way to do it. No,
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: it it sounds way better than like I played the numbers game. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. right. And
1: were were you on dating apps in LA or were you? I was not. No. Gotcha. no, right. I
3: deleted dating apps the moment like the pandemic hit mm-hmm. because really? I I just knew my own behavior and mm-hmm. like what I would want. What I would be using those for would yeah. literally just be like, "Yo, does, do you want to come over?" Yeah, there? come over and, and you. And I hated the you, small you framed talk. it yeah. so
0: well. It, having a dating app is like shopping when you're hungry. You're gonna yeah. make yeah. bad choices mm-hmm.
3: if you're not. If you're in that headspace, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. I would also say like they do work for people. There's, they absolutely there's do. Obviously yeah, obviously, case mm-hmm. and points of that for sure. Um, but yeah, like I was never in a space where I was. A healthy enough relationship with myself, yeah, that I would then be using these apps to build healthy relationships with other mm, people.
1: Exactly, for sure. What did you have any dates in LA that were just duds or like?
3: Mm, I had one <laughs> super interesting. Where I find myself sometimes is I don't realize that I'm on dates. Mm. Nice, <laughs> I just like a kind. Yeah, nice that's, such a, that's such a
1: Christian bubble thing to happen. It's like, yeah, you are like, oh <laughs> wait, oh wait, this is a date. <laughs> is a date?
3: <laughs> so I had a friend mm-hmm. who texted me uh, that she was going through, uh, she's having a rough day, and she's like, yeah, I am going to go up to WeHo and like walk uh, alone. And I was like, okay, like you didn't have to text, yeah, <laughs> cool. you are gonna go up there, but awesome. <laughs> I was like, you know, if you need to be alone, awesome. Like I'll support that. But as your friend, like if you want to grab dinner, more than happy to. Me, and my roommates are gonna go check out this. Sushi place around the corner. Nobu and Wabi on Rose. (laughs) Wabi on Rose is actually better than Nobu. I I can attest. I I like it there. Wabi on Uh, Rose is excellent. So ironically, she worked there as well. Okay. Right. So she's like, oh, of course, I'll hook it up with like, Mm. we'll get a discount. It'll be fantastic. I'll meet you guys there. Nice. And then, I love my loved Jack and Jorge still do, but sometimes they'll just bail last minute on things. Sure. They have normal jobs and yeah, like life right. gets in the way, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Dude, we can't go. To the, we can't make that reservation yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you're on your own." I was like, "All right, no big deal. It's just me and me and her." I show up, and then she was like, "Oh, was that like?" She didn't even say this to me, but in her head, now I know afterwards. Right. She was like, "Oh, that was just a, a ploy to like, get me to say way. yes to dinner <laughs> with him, and now it's just us." Yeah. And the whole time she was like talking about her ex-boyfriend and like yeah the issues that were Mm -hmm. there and I would kind of like went coach mode and like listened and Mm -hmm. helped her, helped her through it and supportive friend, all the stuff, check comes, don't even bat an eye. Like we split it down the middle and then I'm like totally oblivious at this point still. I'm like, yeah. So like, i want to go back to my place, probably watch a movie with the, with the roommates. Like you're welcome to join if you want Mm -hmm. or like whatever. And she goes, yeah, yeah, sure. Like I'll come. Uh, (laughs) the whole time. Like we watch a movie and then it's over. And I like, all right, cool. Like, I want to head to bed. Like, I'll see you later. <laughs> and she, like, she leaves. And I get, I was re- friends with her roommate as well. Mm-hmm. Her roommate texts me the next day and she goes, dude, that what was that date last night? <laughs> and and I like, go, whoa, 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 date? whoa, date. What date? <laughs> and she goes, that was like a date from hell. Like, you were totally oblivious. You were, and I was like, no, with, that, that wasn't
2: was a, date. a date. That wasn't a date. <laughs>
3: so there was there's a couple of those scenarios mm-hmm. that I'm learning myself. Like, I, I'd be curious to hear you guys' take on this. Yeah. Um, of like, do I need to better communicate ahead of time? Like, mm-hmm. even if it's just two pe- a guy and a girl yeah. going out to dinner. That I mean, like, this is very great because we probably this
2: have different is actually, perspectives. We on probably this. have
3: very different yeah. perspectives. You yeah. go first.
0: Um, <laughs> man. <laughs> This is where I, I might actually get like some kickback for this. I don't think that a single man and a single woman can can be good friends mm. and do things like that without wires getting crossed at some point. So in my personal opinion, if you aren't feeling something like that, you have to be upfront and pretty clear and very clearly put somebody in a friend zone mm. or know that that's where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so insofar as... Communicating clearly your intentions if that's something that you say you want to do you have to do that across the board That's my opinion.
1: We're actually kind of on the same page then. Yeah, I, so I mean for context I Part of why we wanted to do a sort of dating episode is just knowing like like you're doing your dating stuff Seth has a, a different dating, like a different dating experience than I do I Was a total man whore in high school and then just swore off women for like two years and then I met my wife and I married like is the, that What I
3: have to do I've gone to the man manhole. It, it works <laughs> for
1: me. I like. <laughs> I met my wife, and I I'm the guy who like married pretty much the only girl who's ever dated, and like super happy about it. I did like the first few months of college, go get Chick Fil A with a few girls that that were just like mm. thought they were cool, but didn't want to go on Day. date. Yeah, yeah. yeah again, song. Christian bubble like to the <laughs> max. Like, let's go to Chick Fil A for the student discount. And just would talk and enjoy the conversation and then see you later. See you at math class, like all that. And there was one girl specifically that like went to lunch a few times. And then on Christmas break, I got breakfast with her here in Austin cause she knew I was in town. And the whole time I'm like, what a good friend. This is so fun. And then she ends up working at the church we went to with one of my roommates and she finds out, and this is like three years later. Yeah. I'm, about to be engaged to like my now wife and she tells my roommate oh your roommates with gunner he took me on like seven dates and then never called me back <laughs> which is put in my head and i started doing this freshman year of college oh just don't go hang out with girls alone like my, my yeah. biggest thing was if i'm just never alone with a girl that i'm not dating she can't even begin to think that we're on a date
0: and I think you can so. definitely have female friendships in that context. Yeah. Like, had yeah. your roommates... You said it yourself in the beginning of the story, right? If your roommates had been there, it's a different its a different story yeah. completely. Yeah. yeah,
1: like there was another time in college, and this was before I met Jenny. I had a friend that was a girl, good friend, like great friend. And she asked me to go to a movie with her. And I texted one of my guy friends, will you please come to this movie with me so that she doesn't think this is a date? And like it was that. really awkward because it was pretty obvious that I brought somebody for a specific purpose, yeah. and that purpose being... Hey, we're not on a date right now. Yeah. But at, th- at least I didn't get a text later like, why aren't we dating? So um, right. that that's my perspective on that, but oh yikes. That text was probably great. Is this still <laughs> happening here in Austin or are you like actively I'm getting better, at, getting it. better, getting better at, it. at
3: it? Okay. I'm getting better at like setting that intention ahead of yeah. time and mm-hmm. having that discussion. I think what is a unique challenge in the creator mm-hmm. space yeah. is Like, sometimes I just want to connect with someone because I think they're freaking awesome, yeah, Yeah. or girl, like gender aside, Mm -hmm. and oh, I will let someone know that. Mm -hmm. But I'm learning too. It's like, well, if they're freaking awesome, I can just have them on the podcast, yeah, Yeah. right. And I think now I'm finally at a point where like I don't need any more female friendships in my life. Mm -hmm. Right, I have plenty. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's an interesting just observation. A friend of mine, Serena, pointed out. She's like. Dude, no married people have, like, an, a best friend of the opposite gender. No. No,
1: no healthy married couple. No <laughs> healthy married couple. Like, <laughs> yeah. I
3: honestly, like.
1: In fairness. And again, as soon as I started dating, when I started dating my wife, I had two really good female friends. I stopped yeah. talking to them. Like. Yeah. Part, partially out of just. Respect. Actually fully out respect, but yeah. also just to be clear of, like. Their this lines. The they, yeah, we this have lines. This is the female I'm in a relationship with now, and I'm not going to, like create any confusion on who's dating who and who i love and who the woman in my life is um and it's worked out up to this point <laughs> yeah um it works going from the la dating scene to the austin dating scene
3: what was that transition like i love the like casualness of dates here very really casual it, la was like it felt like you had to wine and dine and i'm not saying like mm-hmm. There's a place for that. There's people that, and I love to wine and dine, Mm -hmm. people that I am interested in in looking at. I'd
1: rather wine and dine the bros, honestly.
3: Hey, in a know, weird what? way, yeah, <laughs>
0: like in a weird You're way, You're but, already, it, but you, it was yes. performance, right? Yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was like it was performance, yeah. yeah. It was yeah.
3: look, it was mm-hmm. oh, he's taking me to walk oh, he took me mm-hmm. to catch, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's taking me to catch, and we get our picture yeah. at the you yeah. know, the, you mm-hmm. know, the walkway. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> here, it's like very much like first date I ever went on here, it was we were gonna go grab tacos, and then she was like. Hey, I actually signed up for a berries class beforehand. Like, if yeah. you want, we can do berries and we mm-hmm. can do tacos after. Did she
1: know you were a fitness influencer before she said that?
3: <laughs> she did. And I had okay. an, yeah. and I had expressed in previous conversation with her that I hate group fitness classes. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> she was I like, I know how you feel about group fitness, but like oh, we you're, get you you're open to join yeah, if you yeah. want. I go, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going, like I'm willing to try anything, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll go check out berries. Mm-hmm. Berries is actually one of the few that I'm like. I'll do on a blue moon. Um, <laughs> not all the time, but yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my speed. Yeah. I, my
1: hate, I hate, I hate group in his classes too, by the way. So I get it. Yeah. It's,
3: I mean, it's a whole same. Thing. I'm yeah.
1: not, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan. No.
3: Yeah. I, I lo- something about just throwing your headphones on, man. Yeah. And just getting in that zone. But I love that. Like that can be the date here. Right. Yeah. And yes. that's mm-hmm. like, we're both okay with getting really, really sweaty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just like, Throw a stick of deodorant, swipe to <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then you're share going share a to, stick, and then yeah, you're like going tacos. to you're going to grab tacos, sitting outside yeah. in the heat anyway. You're so you're gonna get sweaty. You're gonna get sweaty. Yes, it's Austin. Fine. You might now, as well enjoy it. That's that's what I enjoy the mm-hmm. most here. Is it? It is more. It's less performance. It's more intimate connection. Like yeah, it's open to that, mm-hmm. right? And the fact that things are so close. Yeah, that's yeah. what I love about. Like
1: you can walk or bike or scooter anywhere. Exactly. Your boy doesn't yeah. have a car still.
3: So. <laughs> i am just e scooter. I've spent my whole there life swimming, and I never learned how to drive because
1: I <laughs> swim everywhere. Um, Notice he
2: scooters; he doesn't walk.
1: Damn, true. Um, th- this so Lazy. we're getting <laughs> to the we're getting influencer. to the Gunner asks both. Oh, things. Gunner so asks questions, here. things. Um,
0: Can we just real quick? I do want to point out for the people who are only listening, uh, Corey is an exceptionally good-looking person and an exceptionally Thank good you. person and an exceptionally general. kind, generous, you know, interesting person. Yeah. So his mm. dating experience is going to be unique.
1: Fair. Um, mm. So with that in mind, for both of you, I'm just curious for your, as the married guy. Like again, I dated one person <laughs> in college, married, ha- yeah. like super happy with that. What is dating just today in this cultural time, like even versus when each of you were younger? Like what is dating like today versus what it was like when you were younger?
0: Nah, our guest goes <laughs> first.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> um, man. I mean, I feel like I've always, always want, I love experiences. Mm -hmm. I love, I love curating experiences. That's why I I do the away games and like curating forever athlete more Mm as an experiential based brand. Mm -hmm. That being said, like I want dates to be an experience. I want to, I love being able to curate something that ties emotion to a memory, Mm -hmm. you know, it's making it more memorable. So I mean, I've always loved to cook. I mm-hmm. think now it looks like I know what I'm. I know what I'm doing more yeah. than I did in the years past. Like mm-hmm. I'll never forget the, the girl that I dated in college uh, for a number of years. One of our first dates, I invited her over and I made this like shrimp uh, linguini dish and. I'm like 20 years old. Don't recommend this, Mom. You're not listening, okay? Um, <laughs> you know, went and like, oh, I'm gonna like pair this yeah, yeah. with the red wine. Yeah. Like, I hmm. want, you know, hmm. I want to. You want to do a whole thing, yeah. yeah. Worst pairing of all time. I was like, oh well, if I get like, I'm not gonna get like cheap bottle of wine. I'll yeah. get like a, a $15 bottle of wine. Right. Nice. <laughs> you know, 20 years old. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're dropping junior, some coin yeah. yeah, you're like junior year fall mm, of right. college. You don't got money like that. Yeah, yeah. $15 seems it uh, seems yeah. like seems pretty pretty, old, old pretty old old tight. Yeah, to yeah. Yes. With this light. Yeah. yeah it, awesome it. You oh know, man. What I, what I really appreciated was we we uncorked it i also realized i did not have a cork yeah use the do you use the key trick I, I don't even know i think i used like a knife Yeah. Like, it, it was like smash. yeah yeah like knife, there was yeah. cork bits all on the wine sure. nice uh it didn't taste good anyway i was like sure. pretending that i liked wine and, and very you didn't, much no i yeah. did not and still don't sure <laughs> nice. um it just did its job right yep. <laughs> but it's funny what i what i really appreciated appreciated about her and still do to this day is like she didn't care. She thought it was hilarious that, yeah. like, we took two sips of this red wine <laughs> and she was like, she looked at me. I looked at her. I was like, yo, it's good, right? And she goes, that's awful. I go, thank God oh I got the same uh, yeah, yeah. thing." All right, cool. <laughs> Wasting 15 bucks, but whatever. At least yeah. we're on the same page here. Yeah. yeah. I knew I didn't have to, like, force anything. Mm-hmm. Um, It just now, I think when okay. I'm intentionally spending time and dating, it's. I know more I, I've yeah. been through enough experiences mm-hmm. and, yeah. and know how to curate more of an experience yeah. and just being more thoughtful um mm-hmm. being way more communicative as well ahead of time um you know there's a, been a lot of growth in like not ghosting someone after mm-hmm. seven imaginary dates apparently yeah. uh, <laughs> but even just like having that yeah. conversation of like hey this is it this is a tough conversation, but mm-hmm. I want to be honest because I would want the same thing in mm-hmm. return. Um, so that's kind of that evolution now, uh, just being way more intentional to like checking in, having deeper conversations before even going on like an initial yeah. first date. Because mm-hmm. um, At the end of the day, like time is our most valuable resource mm-hmm. and that's, I'm trying to be very mindful of how I'm spending mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Southern?
0: and the question is how is dating changed
3: yeah like what is dating like now
1: versus what it was like when you were in college for
0: some context this is uh i do have to give some background i did not date in high school um i was a bit of a late bloomer
1: he made I, out with malia melton in our front yard one time nice <laughs> that that did happen he was a freshman um, she was a senior let's go score anyway <laughs> but that, that was about it
0: that was about as far as it got um so didn't date in high school didn't date in college uh didn't even really start going out until my the end of my senior year. So at that point I finally started dating. Mm. And I think what you whenever you look back, you're like, oh, I was just saying whatever I, I needed to say to get the green lights. Mm. And it was very much ra- rather than seeing if you actually matched, you were just trying to get to the finish line as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. So it was much less about are we actually compatible? I then met um, I met a girl in Los Angeles pretty quickly after I moved there and, um, you know, she's my fiance, we, we dated for seven years. And so I was out of the dating pool for a long time. And I, I don't regret that at all. It was Mm. the most beautiful experience. Mm -hmm. And then quickly after that moved back here, hadn't dated anybody, um, was just starting to date again. I think you knew, uh, my ex, Um, potentially. And, you know, that was a beautiful relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, That was a beautiful relationship. You know, we were talking about experiences and it Mm -hmm. was very much an intentional, do we fit, getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. This is this, this Mm -hmm. is how I feel about this, how I feel about this is what I want. This is what I want from a dating experience. So we went into it with eyes open on what we wanted from each other and the relationship. And then just like you said, there is a curating of experiences and memories. So I mean, I think maybe one of my favorite dates was going and picking out a Christmas tree and then Mm -hmm. going back and decorating it Mm -hmm. and just those little things, you know? So the transition is from trying to say the right things to intentionally communicating what you want from a relationship. Mm -hmm. So it goes from what do I have to say to what do you have to say?
3: Yeah, I think there's an element too of like, who do I have to be to get the green light? Right. You know? And now it sounds like there's more of this space of you're just confident in who you are. Right. And you're, that's arguable, that... but <laughs> it depends on that. <laughs> no, but so that's how the dating that that changes. changes. Will attract yeah, yeah, the right sure. person into yeah. your life. Right. You don't have to be anyone else.
0: And yeah. I'm kind of where you were a couple years ago with maybe I need to press pause mm. and grow into some things before I'm ready to attract somebody into my life.
3: I be curious to hear your guys's thoughts on like where like sex mm-hmm. as a whole fits into dating. Um, because like, yeah, personally to your point of like how things have changed in mm-hmm. college and like younger, like dude, that was, I wanted to get Slinging to that. It. I wanted to get to home plate like <laughs> right. as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas now being very intentional where like, I actually want to go on a few dates and yeah. not have mm-hmm. like, yeah, like a makeout session. Awesome. Great. Got to see if there's some physical attraction and chemistry Mm -hmm. there. But like waiting Mm -hmm. has been something that I never thought I would actually be saying and speaking into a podcast, but, um, that's been kind of my thoughts on mm-hmm. it lately is like, yeah. I want to build a relationship where the foundation isn't built on lust. It's not yeah. built on, mm-hmm. we, we are just so physically attracted to each other that yeah. we can't keep our and hands we're just off kind of each other. Out. And that's like yeah. the only thing that we actually have in common. Right. Yeah. So that's where I stand on it. But I would mm. be curious to hear your guys' experience too.
0: I mean, interestingly enough, I'm kind of on the same page as you. I would much rather wait mm. and build that and see what, can become of it as you wait a little bit as you get to know somebody because I feel personally that the greater intimacy you can share without that the greater your intimacy will ultimately mm-hmm.
1: be and the greater your commitment to each other right like ultimately yeah. like-
0: and we both kind of agree that the game has changed for us it's not getting to the finish line it's playing the game well Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. I realize the metaphor is limited,
2: but when you look
3: right. at it in terms of bases, right? Yeah, it's limited. Sure. But, but when you look
0: at it in terms of getting to know somebody yeah. as well as you can, mm-hmm. I think if you can deepen that intimacy before you are physically intimate, mm-hmm. you know, and like you said, make out, you got to see if there's chemistry. Mm-hmm. But I feel as though when you communicate a need to abstain for a period of time, yeah, that mm-hmm. You will just build a greater level of intimacy. And for, for each um, of
1: you with that in mind, like, do you think, do you have a certain number in mind of like, okay, this many dates or this many weeks? Or, cause per, I feel like that's, I feel like plenty of people no. feel that way. And then they go on two dates and they're like, sex time. Like, <laughs> it well, is
3: time. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a set number yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to me. That's just like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna stick around. Right. As yeah. soon as I attach a number to it, what I'm gonna start doing is then I'm gonna count down. Say, right. You know, count down. Yeah. Now, now you're not her. even thinking about. The I gotta take her on really, three to four yeah. dates, yeah. and then mm-hmm. you know, fourth date, boom. So I'm gonna yeah. just have her. I'm gonna go out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. and Friday night. We're good to go. Yeah. Instead, it's I think it's just again similar to, to how I said my relationship with alcohol. Like I'm yeah. just tapping in, checking in. Mm-hmm. Checking in. Yeah. Is this actually what I want to do? And yeah. asking my creating that space and asking myself that question. Mm-hmm. And then letting it like organically, I think I'll know mm-hmm. when that yeah. is right. Yeah, for sure. I, I will
0: say I do take it off the table for the first date. Like it is not, it yeah. is not on the table there. But after that, like you said, it's more dated. It's day more today checking today in. Checking yeah. in. Yeah.
1: How do you? I'll answer then. I'll ask. Uh, I'm the anomaly here. Uh, well, can
0: we can we say the anomaly? Like Gunner, Gunner is one of the few, the proud, the brave who waited.
1: So yeah, I I, 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 I appreciate it. it. Uh, I no, I have no ill or negative thoughts of people yeah. who don't. But yeah, my wife and I were on the same page when we met, as far mm. as well uh, we we met and had not had sex with anybody, and and were committed to before we met each other, not having sex until we were married, like independent of each yeah. other, and that is all. Ultimately, we made it work because I've had plenty of friends who like one person was committed to that and the other wasn't before they met each other. Mm. And it ultimately either doesn't work out from a they break up standpoint or it doesn't work out from a they end up having sex before one person was ready. So, yeah, I mean, we we dated and were engaged for five years before ha- having sex and. It was wonderful, and I totally get why people enjoy sex. <laughs> now that I've had it, um, right? And and it's hard because that's what she said. You know, for for us, part of it is our faith. Like as Christians, we we came in with with that lens. Mm. And I'm always an intention point because because that's my experience. I want to recommend it to people from a like, if you can help it, don't have sex until you're either married or like in a pretty committed if marriage is off the table but partnership is like until you're until you're in a in a like this is my partner for life phase keep sex off the table but i can't recommend that like i wish i could i do think it's best from a like if you really want to know you're committed to somebody and you're thick and thin sickness and health good day bad day good breath bad breath like (laughs) not having sex until you're married like it worked for us um so that does make me curious, in y'all's experience, how do the women feel about the women? That sounded weird. How do <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: the women. Like
1: culturally? You like we're, we're right. players, cu- culturally, what's partners, it like yeah. out there? Like y'all y'all are in a place of like mm. definitely not sex on the first date, want want there to be some time. What's it like on the female side and like what's that like? Like mm. are women coming, especially to you two handsome fellas, like sex now. Like y'all are visual panty drops for real. Like, how is this working? <laughs>
3: I'm just going to, I'm going to clip that audio bit Yeah, uh, that, like that one's that. for, that one's for free. <laughs> yeah. Perfect, perfect. I appreciate the ego boost. man. Yeah. Um, we'll leave you a voicemail. <laughs> I think it is, it's interesting to just see how it's like portrayed when you, mm-hmm. when you communicate to someone uh, mm-hmm. in today's day and age that, Hey, like I'm no, like I'm serious about this. Like yeah. I I don't want to have sex on the first date. Mm-hmm. The first reaction is what, why, why not? I've had some girls take it and be like is it me? Like is yeah, it cuz I'm like and I'm like no, it's it's not you. Mm-hmm. It's actually like I in a way it is you like because <laughs> I I care about you enough and yeah. I'm curious enough about mm-hmm. the possibility of a relationship here mm-hmm. that I want to prolong this yeah. and actually explore this without Without that. without the lust yeah. involved, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is it love or is it lust? And yeah. my brain struggles to differentiate between the two mm-hmm. if sex is on the table at that first or second date or early on in any stage mm-hmm. of a relationship. Um, so it has been interesting to communicate mm-hmm. that, right? Yeah, and I, I have found myself in a couple situations where it's like, whoa, like, let's like let's Bunch slow it down. Yeah, and they're like, you, you sure? Yeah. Are I'm you like, saying yeah. you've been assaulted, Corey? <laughs> no, we've we we've not. We have not. Okay. Um,
1: um, <laughs> are people more shocked by no sex or no alcohol?
2: Mm.
3: Well, TikTok. What do you think? <laughs> no sex. Or no? Uh, um, that actually is a a question that yeah, yeah, it pops up. <laughs> I'd I'd be curious to to know other people and like where they stand. Um, I think in. I think in today's society, honestly, probably no alcohol mm. is more of a shock, especially yeah. mm-hmm. given i'm 27 and like my age demographic
1: yeah uh, people's hanging out at 27 is getting a drink yeah like exactly yeah.
3: right um but you know you think about it sober dating
2: mm-hmm.
3: i'm very intentional about where i'm going on dates and curating experience that doesn't revolve around alcohol and mm-hmm. building a connection without that as well yeah. right same thing like I struggle to realize like, am I connected to this person Mm -hmm. or do I just like them when I'm having a few drinks and they look way more? Do I have Mm -hmm. the beer goggles on? (laughs) Um, So to me, it's like my sober dating experience is I'm way more intentional with where those Mm -hmm. go. Yeah. And to be honest, you're not getting the same like lusty hormones Mm -hmm. as you would be getting if you were like having meeting for drinks yeah going out to a club mm-hmm. going out right. to a bar dancing yeah. as you would like you're meeting for coffee mm-hmm. and you're spending some time together mm-hmm. there and just going from there mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i mean yeah for sure and
1: you know this is gonna be a fun question for me to ask uh <laughs> what is like the most he's been so giddy about I mean, this I, play. I just, it's just it's like i can't <laughs> wait it's, it's so fun the that these <laughs> stories are insane to me um yeah. it's two questions first one like what's been the most horrendous date or like awkward date each of you have had here in Austin because Austin can get pretty freaky pretty quick
2: (laughs) what
0: (laughs) I laugh because I I know what you want me to say well I didn't ask about sexual encounters that's
1: the next question
0: (laughs) okay um here's the thing I I count myself lucky in certain ways i've never been on like just terrible Mm. horrendous you know date from hells that
1: that there's there's no one you talked about
0: and i'm about to
1: (laughs) um (laughs) all that to say all that to
0: say there there is one date i went on that was pretty terrible and it wasn't it it wasn't like something happened out of my control It, it was just i'd been set up kind of on a blind date it was when i just started dating so this is very early in the dating experience i'm like Senior year of college, kind of getting ready to to move on, but have just started doing this new mm. thing, and it's kind of fun and interesting. So I'm trying to do it as much as possible. My friends are like, "Oh, the, there's this girl. Uh, we're gonna set you up with her. Uh, she hadn't been, she you know broke up with somebody a while ago. hadn't you know hadn't been out in a while. I think you'd be good for her. I think she would like you, etc." So I pick a restaurant that's kind of cool. Um, you know, waiting for her to come in. She's a little bit late, which is fine. And she shows up, and I can smell the alcohol on her, and she is that's already, hot. already, you know, three sheets to the wind.
3: What was it tequila vodka? It smelled
0: like vodka, okay. um, oh, and that'll good. just that this that just like let you, uh, you know that uh, let you know. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe she's nervous. Like I, I'm still new to this. Maybe this is like, you know, I wouldn't have party her, so maybe she's maybe, did, this, is maybe this is standard pregame <laughs> is yeah, material, this, like whatever. Wait, like maybe yeah, I should. we find yeah. out. Yeah. Um, I messed it,
2: up. Yeah, maybe,
0: <laughs> uh, maybe I should be drunk. I'm doing it. Uh, so, so she sits down, and right off the bat, I can tell there's zero connection. There's nothing about this person that I like. Mm. And the whole time she's talking, and I'm trying to get to know her, it's very, it's vapid it's surface level. It's, she, she starts off the date complaining about work and somebody at work. And the situation is she messed up and is mad that she got called out for messing up. Good character. Which I should have just been like, "Hey, this isn't working out. We should, we shouldn't." But I was like, yeah. "All right, let's order some stuff." So <laughs> Again, she,
1: you were probably like, "This is dating." This is dating, this is I fine. guess. I'm like,
0: "During the headlights, like whatever." <laughs> she, uh, you know, we we order some food. She orders more drinks, and uh, she, the waiter's kind of like leaving, and she snaps at him. Like she literally.
3: Come on over. And
0: my my biggest pet peeve, and I have very few, my biggest one is being mean to waiters. Mm. She is so rude to this waiter. From the very beginning, she's insulting. She is patronizing, uh, is not nice. So we we order the round of food and some drinks, and I'm just kind of shell-shocked, and she keeps going off. And I kind of lock eyes with the waiter, and he locks eyes with me. And we have this moment of understanding, and I go, "Excuse me, I'm I'm gonna be right back." And I get up and I go to him, and I, I pay for everything that we've ordered, and I go, "I'm gonna leave. Um, I'm so sorry. Put a big tip on, and you know,
1: <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: Give give her stuff to go, and then I just I left. It was Yikes. it was just bad.
1: It was bad. Yikes. What about you? What's Good. been like Good for you, a, a bad date for Corey Camp?
3: I feel like I've been fortunate that I really haven't had. A ton. Okay. But there um, are, is there one? I think it just as you were explaining that, just off the top of my head, honestly, uh, there's a couple where, like, when I was living in D.C., we would go, I would go out on, like, U e Street, 14th, um, and just grab dinner, but it was more or less just, like, yeah, the conversation wasn't yeah. going anywhere, yeah. but there was no, there was no, like, Okay, like this is so bad that I need to leave in the middle of it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I was, able to, <laughs> was able to stick it out through the, through the end. I
0: just I was so Which, uh, yeah. awkward and nervous. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do I this. Mean, I, yeah. I
3: don't. I don't blame you for that. Yeah. Um, I think the worst <laughs> uh, was actually a date that didn't happen because okay. of me.
2: Okay. Um,
3: <laughs> I actually I did like actually like this girl, and I had just gotten back from a trip. One of my first trips to L.A., mm-hmm. um, this is pre-sober days, I took a, an edi- my buddy came over, mm-hmm. uh, we were supposed to then meet up for a double date with this girl and her buddy, or okay. her friend, and I said, great, we're going to Bethesda, um, and my buddy, Bob, turns to me, he goes, dude, we should take an edible before we go. I okay. go, <laughs> Done. <laughs> let's do it. Like, um, you're a genius, Bob. Genius. Yes. Bob, great idea. Bob, why haven't we
0: done this before?
3: Yeah. Uh, we have. Trust me. <laughs> so I take an edible and he goes, well, I don't want to go like just yet. Like, let's watch an episode of Ballers or, or The Shop. Yeah. I think it was The Shop that okay, we're to go watch. nice. So you watch a episode and I'm starting to get very high on my oh, couch. nice. And I go, are you sinking or are you floating? Uh sinking, sinking, sinking. In, the, <laughs> in the couch, and I'm like, bro. I I look over at Bob and I go, I I don't know. The place is like ten minutes from here, and he goes, Yeah, let's uh, let's we should go. And I go, He's like, You're probably at like the peak of it. Yeah, it looks like it's hitting you pretty hard. Like you're at the peak of it. Yeah,
1: the peak happens he, twenty minutes after. Yeah, you yeah. Fast forward, it. I was not at the peak of it. <laughs> uh, sure enough, it hadn't hit Bob yet. Yeah. So Bob goes,
3: I'll drive us. I go. I'm high. That sounds like a great idea. Amazing. Let's go. So we we drive on over. Like I said, five ten minute drive, and I swear it hits Bob as soon as we're pulling into the parking garage. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> talk about terrible timing. I'm. It's starting to hit him. I'm just continuing to elevate. Oh my gosh. And I'm so high that I like can't even start to verbalize stuff at this point. Where I'm just like, I'm so in my own head. Yeah. I just I don't know what I want. So. <laughs> Finally, he parks the car. Hilarious! He goes like to the fifth floor of the parking garage just because he was, he drives a big truck and yeah. he was just so nervous of to like park his truck <laughs> next to any other cars. Yeah. So he's looking for the one level just that was empty. just completely yeah. empty, and somehow he managed it within the lines. So we parked the car. And we're like, we are good, fantastic. <laughs> I'm still like, dude, I don't know if I've peaked or I'm going to continue to peak, but we'll find out. Yeah, we go to the restaurant, and it's one of my favorite restaurants, and. A Guy that I grew up swimming with on my summer swim team, mm-hmm. the manager there, mm-hmm. he also happens to be our server that day. Nice. And I go great, Carlos here, fantastic. I'm excited to see him, but I am in no shape to be able to see anyone that I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got to the point where like I remember sitting there, ordering food, and Carlos like trying to talk to me, and I'm just so hungry. I just <laughs> turned him. I go. I think it's time to put in the order. <laughs> Not trying to be rude, but just trying to be efficient. Here. Yeah. And he goes, okay. And then, like, later on, I, I run into the bathroom, and he goes, you all right? I go, dude, I am so high right now, but I couldn't tell you that out yeah. in public. Yeah. And he goes, okay, okay. that makes way that more makes sense. That makes way more sense. Checks out. Yeah. Meanwhile, in my yeah. head, I'm like, yo, this girl and her friend are supposed to meet us here. There's I can't have a conversation with the guy that I've known my whole life, <laughs> right? Or Bob. Yeah, it's the most awkward brunch of my life. It's just me and my homie sitting across from each other. No <laughs> words are being exchanged. Yeah. So, I just like text her and I go, "Hey, I don't know. Like, we're just not going to see <laughs> like, each hey, other. I'm today. on Mars. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I am just not in the headspace to yeah. see you. And she's like, You okay? I'm. Like, I'm You're like, No. Just Hi, i'm just very i'm high. gonna go home and watch <laughs> wow. watch a movie <laughs> so that was the disaster date of my own yeah. doing um, i love it yeah yeah went on a few other dates thankfully with that girl afterwards that's I don't, good <laughs> yes yeah. was, she was great um it didn't work out for other reasons more because i'd I got commitment, cold feet of like, yo, no, no, no. Sure. Ah, it's not, ah. it's Wouldn't not what do you wanted. It's so well, we shouldn't
1: do it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I went through that phase for a while. There you go. There's That'll that happen. One. It happens. Happens yeah. to everybody.
1: Dang. Well, uh, uh, two more questions for you. You take the last one. <laughs> okay. Just, just looking forward, you know, as you're, as you're doing the sober dating, as you're continuing to build your business, like what do you hope happens in in your dating life? And, and what message about dating do you hope to exude?
2: Mm.
3: It's a great one. I think for a while I thought they were mutually exclusive. I couldn't build the business, and mm-hmm. or I couldn't build a business while in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I had this either or kind yeah. of scenario in my head, and you know, lately I've been more open to exploring this and also I I can build my business and also be in relationship. And mm-hmm. in fact, I want a partner uh, where that's encouraged, and mm-hmm. ideally they're doing something similar. They don't yeah. have to be. Uh, But it does make it easier. Like, I I ran into an issue... It it was just an early, like, communication breakdown a few months ago with a girl that I was talking to, and it was just very interesting because she wasn't in the content world Mm -hmm. at all uh, and not a very large social media presence uh, and not saying that, like, that's a prerequisite to to date me or anything, Mm -hmm. but...
0: But it helps if they understand. It
3: helps if they understand. Mm -hmm. uh, And what I think was so interesting the breakdown happened when basically she texted me in the morning and I didn't respond until later in the day.
2: Yeah. Mm. not Like a
3: 24 hour thing. Mm. Not like, but in that time between me getting back to her, I was active online. I was posting right. TikToks. I was mm. posting stories on Instagram, like doing all the things that I, I need to be mm-hmm. doing yeah. to make sure that I'm showing up in my, for your business, self, yeah. in my mm. business. This right. Is yeah.
1: You get paid to do this. A- exactly.
3: Yeah. Right. So, What's unique about this job as a mm. job is other people can see you doing it, mm-hmm. and there needs to be a level of communication that I've learned that gets to happen in a partnership where mm-hmm. they need to be okay and understand that they can see me at work and I can't see them at work. So mm-hmm. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't hold any ill will towards you if you don't text me back for five hours. Yeah. because she was a nurse. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, of course you she's you're with a patient, yeah. right? Like you're not gonna text me back. Like mm-hmm. you're taking care. I don't life. care if he's coding. Text me back. Yeah, come on. I need it. I need it. Um, <laughs> Validate me, damn it. Come on. Yeah. What yeah. happened there was she basically texted me like three times throughout the day. And be like, I yeah. guess you died. Like, what's up? Oh like, yeah. Sorry. Like, Sorry. like, this just isn't gonna work. I'm like, gonna yeah. be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I. So that's that's why I say ideally someone who is at least mm-hmm. familiar enough with the space sure. and is willing to grow and work through that if that is an issue yeah. for them like we'll talk and communicate that and that's really kind of what what I'm looking for now is someone that supports me in what I'm doing and I can support them in what they're doing whatever mm-hmm. that may be yeah, I mean, yeah. it's not all about me and my business absolutely mm-hmm. not it's how can I come together with someone where we get to be- really build something beautifully mm-hmm. together yeah. Yeah. but at the same breath like we also have our own Mm -hmm. healthy identities. Like I have my own friend group. Mm -hmm. She has hers. And like, Mm -hmm. I can go do stuff with my friends and she can go do stuff with her friends. Mm -hmm. And we can have couples, friends that we go on stuff together and and balance that, you know what I mean? So that's really what I, what it is that I'm looking for now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sneak
0: in a point, you know, point five on this question. Um, Your business is your life in so many ways. Mm. You have to weave in, you know, these pieces of filming yourself. This is what I'm doing. This is what's going on. Yeah. How do you see yourself creating healthy boundaries in a relationship so that you can keep parts of that just for you it's like, and yeah. her?
3: Yeah. It, it's such a great question. I was on a, mm-hmm. a date a few weeks ago <laughs> at Wabi on Rose there you in go. LA <laughs> and it was a first date. The girl, we actually- Sensing a g- pattern. Yeah. I like Wabi on Rose. <laughs> I like go. sushi. It's a great spot. <laughs> uh, it's an expensive spot, but great spot. And she, she had reached out to me actually through social media. She mm-hmm. saw stuff and she was like, hey, I think we have a lot of synergy, a lot of alignment. Would love to connect. And I said, okay, great. Let's do it. I on a mm-hmm. FaceTime call. It was great. We connected, talked for like three hours. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to be in LA for an event. If you're open to it, would love to have dinner with you. Mm-hmm. Let's let's have a date. And she had asked Clear me. communication. Yeah. She, she had asked me that on the date, nice. like, do you need to film any of this? Yeah. And I go, no, I do not. And she's like, well, as a creator, like I was like, yeah. there is a story to be told here, but the story to be told can be told verbally like this after the mm-hmm. fact. It doesn't need to be told in that moment. Mm-hmm. As a creator, I think a lot of moments can be for me and mm-hmm. they should be for me. Yeah. yeah, I can live my life and curate the experience for that moment. Mm-hmm. And this camera doesn't have to exist there while yeah. I yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. And as great as social media is, oftentimes it steals away from moments. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So that's why if you look a lot of my content, it's B-roll stuff. It's yeah. Yeah. it's just the phone is placed somewhere and then I'm doing what I would be doing anyway. Yeah. But I'm the worst creator. Like I'm not capturing content every single day yeah. Yeah. of everything that I'm doing. I will set an intention ahead of time. Like mm-hmm. if I need to, this is the story I want to tell and this is how I'm going to tell the story and the shots mm-hmm. that I need to get, right? But when it comes to relationship, I think, the relationship isn't for me and social media. It's for me and her and Mm -hmm. whatever that gets to look like. Yeah. And that gets to be a conversation that gets to be had eventually down the road. Yeah. Privately. Privately. (laughs) Right. right? Like real intimacy is slow. It's meant to be built behind closed doors. You got to cultivate it. It doesn't have to be shared with the world. Mm -hmm. I don't think it should always be shared with the world. The world ruins it. Yeah. It's, there's something pure there. Right. Mm -hmm. And People Something love sacred. people love couples content, and who sure, knows? Sure, but they're lonely. And sure, like. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like Eventually, when I find my, I I can't even speak to it because I'm not in that space. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what will happen when yeah. I get there. But mm-hmm. I think that will be a constant conversation yeah. that I get to have mm-hmm. did, with whoever my partner is. Did she want you to film it? Now I'm curious. I like, don't when know. You go
1: on dates, I are don't there are girls that are hinting at like. Yo, film, film this film me or because i told her cloud. exactly yeah. what i just
3: told you guys mm-hmm. i said "No, i don't feel the need to film this because this moment is for me and you yeah we're get we're connecting and mm-hmm. we're building a relationship here yeah. and i don't need to share that with the world mm-hmm. i don't want to share that with the yeah. world yeah i want to share that with you yeah and she was like that was the answer i needed
1: yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. I thought you were going to say, she, then she threw her champagne <laughs> in my face. No. It's supposed to be filmed everywhere I go. My name's so Kim she Kardashian. Filmed, she well, that's what her
2: champagne at <laughs> <the> sushi <laughs> restaurant. And she said, well, I'm yeah. filming. Yeah. 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 That, no, she's, she's great. great
0: well, uh, thank you for an- answering that question. Damn it. I, You know, yeah. Um, so last question? Last question. Alright, Corey, we asked this of all of our guests, and you being fairly new here, uh, I am curious what your answer is. What does it mean to you to be a Texan?
3: Well, I did get cowboy boots two weeks into to live it here. so he
1: knows it.
0: <laughs>
3: I know it, um, it means
0: your feet hurt. it,
3: it does <laughs> they're they're a free co- pair of cowboy boots so I can't complain Shout nice. out all these. <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah they're they're great. Mm-hmm. Um to me, I mean to to be a Texan what I'm learning just from the culture here is just to be open to just be yourself and and connect with one another and just share experiences and be open to to trying some new experiences because there's a whole different way of living down here and i'm open to just exploring it mm-hmm. so that's been it's been great it's it has felt like home even though i haven't been here for more than four months mm-hmm. yeah it feels like home like from day one honestly so mm-hmm. i attribute that feeling to a lot of people like yourselves oh, So thank you, you for that hey, you are welcome here
1: be open be communal be texan Corey. we appreciate you so much where, where can we follow you where can we listen to you where can we look at you <laughs> I hate All the word the... follow. <laughs> hey. You can engage with that's, me. That's what he, the button says. I know.
3: I know. But, you know, I'm no different than most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, no different than anyone, really. I just. Well, you're different because you know that. So. Yeah. <laughs> I use my voice and encourage other people to use theirs and would love to, to communicate with people and just connect. Mm-hmm. And if people feel called to connect with me further, it's Corey Camp on Instagram. It's foreverathlete on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And then forever-athlete.com is the website. We've got the social club on there. We have the podcast. We have the book, all the things that I've been doing. Heck yeah. Very awesome, cool. man.
1: We'll keep doing it. You do it well. We appreciate you so much. We appreciate y'all so much. Bye, y'all.